0: Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen. This is RJ Bell's Dream Preview. However, no RJ this week, but the the wise guy roundtable is intact. To my right, the only two time super contest champion, Mr. Steve Fezick. Fez, hello, my friend. Time to start signing up for those contests. We're only a couple weeks away. Oh, no doubt. And to my left, from the Vegas Sports and Information Network,
1: Mr. Scott Seidenberg. So, what percentage can I get on the on the buy-in this year?
2: On the the gold, For the, super on the contest gold, gold yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever you want. Right. If I forgot five thousand dollars, just 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 ante up.
1: Okay. So te- technically, I could have like the entire buy-in if I pay the entire buy-in. I Probably yeah. won't let you. Uh, all right. So it's 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 going to be pro. Yeah, How many court. contests do you think about getting? In? Uh, <laughs> less than I did last year. <laughs> uh, <laughs> probably just maybe. Honestly, only one. Maybe. How come? Because last year. Um, my college football record would have placed me very well in the William Hill contest that I did not enter. And this year, I want to enter the college football contest.
0: And it's just budgeting, correct? If, if you, if you, your first year of, of doing these contests, Fez, like, did you did you have were you successful year one, the first time you jumped in one of those contests? No, I moved to town in 2001. There weren't all these contests. So there was like
2: the South Point had a contest and and Westgate had a contest. Mm-hmm. And so I, I entered my 1500 and I don't recall cashing anything until, you know, 2007. You know? Oh, okay. So, oh, yeah. Wow. So, but so it, I, was, it, was I,
0: it like, did it turn you off the first couple times that you didn't cash in those and you're like, oh, I could use this money for my week to week betting mm. versus the contests? N- no, because I actually. Got into like arguments and
2: fights with people. Like I was like, this is just the biggest dead money contest you've ever seen. You think poker tournaments have dead money? These, these people have no idea what they're doing. And people would, I, I said, the ROI is like a hundred percent. And people would like argue with me, like that's ridiculous. It can't possibly be a hundred percent. Well, I won the South Point twice, and then things people stopped arguing
0: with me. Thank goodness. You know, <laughs> but I, it's like talks. when you're saying when you're saying, and, and this is the thing, like with poker if you say oh there this is a, an easy game you could go in there you can you can rake no matter what even good players are going to go into that game and not cash you know five times in a row sometimes and it's like eight times in a row but yeah. does it doesn't matter it doesn't change your ROI not being
2: right, you know, sure. it's, it's sky high. i would make the case scott that you, whatever you got to do, beg, borrow, steal yeah. the money to get in every possible contest because and 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 again, like you bring up, like the gold, mm-hmm. like like don't don't beat your chest and say I want to put in two thousand. You put in two hundred. Now you're a partner. Yeah, you could. You'll always be able to say cool. I won the gold. Exactly. I mean, Brady Cannon and, and was one fifth of his yeah, of I his have, super. He's, he's a super contest correct, winner. Correct. Correct.
1: And I I do have to actually within the next couple of weeks really formulate my contest plan and things like that because last year last year I did both circa contests, Millions and Survivor. Didn't obviously didn't get back any money in either of them. Survivor I made it until week nine when the Cowboys lost to the Broncos as the double digit favorite. Mm-hmm. So thank you very much, Dak. Um this year, and, and again my regret was I didn't want to do I think it was the golden nugget has the combined where you make yeah. seven picks a week and it yep. can be college or pro. And I didn't want to do that because I didn't want to be forced to make seven selections a week uh, because I felt that, you know, sometimes in college football, I only make two picks a week. And college football is my strongest handicap football wise. And so I would want to make more college picks. And so I didn't uh, know because then my first year living in Vegas, I didn't know that there was a strict only college football contest. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm going to do.
2: Plus this year. plus there's there's issues that the more contests you enter, they have different deadlines and it becomes yes. a J O B times five. Mm-hmm. So like I've like I've never won last man standing and I've never competed. Well, it's because I've never played. Because it's like a twenty-five dollar entry fee. It's just too small to like. Oh, let me just ignore my clients, ignore mm-hmm. my my three thousand dollar bets, and drive to Green Valley Ranch to put in my wait in line to put in my four twenty-five dollar. Yeah, it's so stupid. So it's like literally by week three, I'd be like, it's you know what,
1: I can't go. Yeah, you like, know that's what I'm saying for the college football. I'm handicapping college football anyway. So I'm handicapping my bets that I would make on a weekly basis that I want to enter a college football contest to make to just my handicap is just one side, it's just one thing. That like this is what I'm mm-hmm. doing, as opposed to now I gotta take a I gotta make an NFL survivor pick. I gotta make my college picks. Yeah. Now I gotta make my NFL best five picks for circa millions. Different and, deadlines gotta be yeah. you
2: know, gotta keep tweaking. You know, my number one like I, I hear this all the time, like people will see me like on, on Tuesday and they will be like, Oh, do you know who you're gonna play in the NFL contest this week? I'm like, I don't even know what the spreads are. <laughs> even if I knew what the spreads are, I'd have no idea because yeah. the, the, the information changed. But now, like, I hear people like, I've already done all my work. I got my five. My, mm-hmm. I, I really like Boise State. I'm like, well, what happens if Boise State's quarterback falls through a window or they go from minus 12 to minus 19 yeah. before they, the, 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 the spread comes out? So as,
0: I want to, as, offer as a friend, Yeah, I want to offer you my services, and I'll turn in your last man standing picks for you if you want. Done. There's good. A, there's a casino right across no, we're the street done. from my house. Good. Done. Good.
2: We're good. We'll yeah. partner we'll partner up together. We'll I got you. We we'll, we'll, we'll put in 5 for you, 5 for me and we'll go 50/50. for last
1: man standing? You...
2: La- last man standing you pick one from memory, you pick one game, your best bet against the spread. Uh-huh. All right? Um survive advance. and advance. It's, just it's like teams. survivor. It's the same yeah. as survivor. Only. Yep. It's a, yeah. it's an against the spread survivor mm-hmm. contest. Typically someone wins like end of November. Yeah. yeah. Win until you Gotta go to like 12 and zero. Like until, there's 4000 yeah, people. You play until
1: you lose a game.
2: Yeah, yep. there's 4000 people what you got usually like week 13 someone mm-hmm. will, they'll be down to two people. And it's like
0: win. like you said it's 25 bucks. I think it's buy 4 get one free. Yes, they do it. So
1: promise, yeah. yeah,
0: so listen, it's uh for me that one's convenient because it's it right it across the street from my home? house. What? They have they have one for college too. They have one too. for college? Okay. Yeah. So so like the key, the key here is that the more contests that you can enter
2: then it's just a matter of time until you win one or multiple yeah. ones and now you put it on your resume like like it would have been but very But I really easy. want to
1: focus on college football because that's my strength. Theory. That's
2: fine, yeah. but you don't need to focus on last man standing, it's like you're just throwing some some just, one game, just yeah.
1: throwing some picks. So now at what point does game theory come into play? Like, are you just trying? To just you're trying to win every week. You're not trying to pick something contrarian to the to the crowd.
2: Only when you're down to like the past, the, the yeah, yeah, the contrarian stuff's way overrated. So when you it survive in advance, and when you get down to the final four, then you can start w- figuring out, and out who to vote off the point, island. And that yeah, last man standing one has point, no game theory. But at that
1: it's... point, you're guaranteed money because you could just bet off of it, right? You could just bet straight for the game. How much opposite you're gonna, you're gonna do? How much you gonna bet? You said, like, well, I'm saying compared to what you could win. Well, you, well, so first
2: prize is fifty thousand. You say it's guaranteed. It's not so. It's not so obvious. So the, you, 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 and 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 two other guys uh-huh. are are alive. All right. Yep. What are you gonna do? You pick you pick team A. They pick teams X and, and Q. So what are you gonna do? How how is
1: anything guaranteed? So you, you bet you you pick the game in the contest, yep. and then you bet the other side. For as much as you can.
0: Okay, and then what how happens much? if those other two te- those other two guys also win their games that week? And so you, gotta all do m- it uh, in next you all all
2: win, and now you're yeah. now you're stuck ten grand.
0: Yeah, you can see how
2: sloppy this can get. Or you make your hedge bet for three thousand, and now all three of you lose, and now you win three thousand when you, you you should have hedged twenty five k in hindsight. You can see how hard it it can be.
0: It's now, complicated. McKenzie, uh I saw last night on Twitter, Mackenzie's offering his services. As a proxy for the Westgate contest, because he's going to be out there anyway. And Mackenzie, what you're all, you're you're saying zero fee? Yes. You've got to get a
3: piece of who if you if you're the proxy for the winner. There's got to be something for you, right? Here's the trap I'm laying out. <laughs> I am not telling them to give me ten percent of their winnings, but after I dutifully go and submit those picks, and they win hundreds of thousands of dollars. I'll just stand there smiling and assume that they're going to do the right thing and help so me out. So
1: you're running a Super Bowl box pool, not taking anything off the top, and exactly. assuming that the winner is a reasonable person and tips the customary 10%.
2: Tip your service staff. I yeah. think we we got to look deeper than this. And by the <laughs> way, if, um, Andy Esco, a um, f- friend of um, uh, pregame, um, is a has does a great job with proxies. Um, I know uh, Foxy Proxy. Um, people speak very well, well of
3: her. Correct me if I'm wrong. They charge a fee,
2: correct? I'm 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 going to get your bread butter. Stick with <laughs> it. Man.
1: So, but what? McKen- but
2: what? Mackenzie is, is is doing it. This is very clever. He has no track record. So, how could I possibly recommend someone like Mackenzie who's never done this before and isn't organized and isn't ramped up? However. This is, will be his first year, and he'll proxy for like, there'll be like 15, I mean,
0: over under 15 and a half. You can go over I under. I think you got to cut it off at a certain point.
3: Yeah, I've already told people at 20, I'm, I'm not doing it. So 15 smaller. and a half is a pretty good number, right? Yeah, and true. to All say right. that
0: he's never done it before is false because he does
2: it for us. That's one. Well, times five or whatever. So you're right, it is false. Here's the bottom line. So you do this, and now he's got a track record, and then next year he can go ahead and say, oh, my cutoff is Saturday at. At you know eleven, I can put or till ten. Give them an hour mm-hmm. extra. I'm going to be there, and I'm going to charge the same as all the other proxy people. Minus I'll charge fifteen percent instead of twenty percent or whatever they're charging, and I'll undercut them and give you twelve more hours. And then the Steve Fezick of the world will say you have to be an idiot to not use Mackenzie Rivers. But of course, if Mackenzie Rivers ever should sleep in, I'll never speak to him the rest of his life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, which um, I I got to emphasize, this is not a trivial thing. This is this is one more thing, one more Saturday night that as soon as you, you as soon as you're doing this but mckenzie would argue well i'm doing it anyway so sure so it doesn't matter but but i mean why would think about this i talk why would you be why would you have a proxy that makes you submit your picks by f- f- 24 hours before the deadline you're at such an inherent disadvantage no doubt yeah I mean now it's like now, it, Jamie it's, Gold won the main event. Jamie Gold was submitting 24 hours before effectively, you know. He wasn't as good a player, but he kept getting queens against
0: jacks and he wasn't terrible by any means. He was, but also like you have to think it's above average if you say okay, I've got to pay 20% for a proxy versus a free guy and he's given me x x minus hours. At what point is the tipping point from it being like worthwhile? Well like, they're both well, better, so there is no tipping
2: point. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> unless Mackenzie like like goes AWOL on me and gets
0: arrested or something, everything should be
2: fine. You right? Look
1: at that haircut. He's an Old American
3: Have you tweeted that out yet, McKenzie? I have not.
0: Dude, no. we gotta we gotta get this thing out there. Mackenzie But
3: McKenzie looks like a new
0: man. But McKenzie, you're not gonna get arrested, right?
3: Have you seen the haircut? I cannot get arrested. That haircut does not get in trouble. Exactly. I, I talked I, to a cop at 4:30 a.m. and he said, "Hey, how you doing, man?" And he, we talked about baseball and all kinds of things. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that right. haircut is a functioning member of society. Uh, that's <laughs> right. Mackenzie
2: looks like—I mean, you look like Todd Wishnev, to me, Maslutoff. I mean, that's—I so- just think you're seeing
1: Wishnev everywhere. Because I think you are. I think so he owns, so, like, owns you like right, right now. In your head oh,
2: you think this that- is just a coincidence? So I got one guy tweeting <laughs> like like deep like deep dish pizzas. And then like one of the healthiest people in the world, Stormy B, like she's in an airport and she tweets about Cinnabon. Yeah, like, like Stormy, B, I, I don't, I can't pronounce her last Juan name. Juan and Tony. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like she's like she's got her Cinnabon,
0: you know, frequent eating card. I doubt that
1: very, very <laughs> I like, much. At
4: Cinnabon. She, I like the only the middle Todd. part,
0: like the only the soft part of the Cinnabons. They sell that like it's just it's almost like donut holes for cinnamon rolls. Oh, it's so good. One Cinnabon will gain. You'll gain three pounds. What, I don't said, care. I don't care. It only says fifteen hundred. I saw you tweet out that you ate a pizza. One pizza. Was it a cauliflower pizza? Like you ate the whole pizza? Yes. Was your were your wife and kids gone? Like what? <laughs> it's a long story. Like how do you? Wow. I don't remember the last time that I like sat down by myself and ate a whole pizza. You're the guy that ate ate lamb chops. Yeah, Thursday. <laughs> no. <laughs> Eight lamb chops at at, at Texas D Brazil. And that and that's you 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 had you had plenty of filet also. But that the, here's the difference. It, once once you've already once you give your entry fee uh at Texas Day Brazil, you you decide how much value you get out of that entry fee. So the once I eat once I pay my yeah. fifty-five dollars. I'm going to eat till I'm stuffed I, because I can't take it to go box. I had already purchased
2: the large pizza and as it turned out I wound up being solo. But it, it was unanticipated.
0: Was this the one pizza place that didn't have a to go box? I mean I could have brought it back but someone was going to eat it and and Yeah. Maybe I didn't want to someone disclose. who's not in a weight loss maybe challenge.
2: I didn't maybe. want to disclose to my wife that I'm in a nine thousand dollar weight loss challenge and I'm having pepperoni pizza. Maybe oh, that was not a, now a strong the truth error. comes out. So now I'm looking for home so to get un- the pepperoni pizza too from Water Street. It's excellent. I'm sure you've had it. Before. I have. The she- one across the street from the past. Yeah, yeah. They and they do have a gluten free pizza. But that's there. not what you had.
0: No. You know, you had gluten. Yeah.
2: It was yeah. it, I, I. So your wife's
0: unaware of your that you're in. But this you contest? know,
2: what my wife, my, my wife knows about it. My wife. That's why. My wife, though, loves the. Um, is it the Good Pie on Main Street? I think, or yeah, it's on the, the Boulder, Good Pie the it.
1: uh, Arts District. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's
2: in delicious. the Arts District. It's like twelve hundred Main Street, somewhere around there. They moved, so look, look them up. But they have like, they have a Detroit style, yeah,
0: pizza, mm-hmm. gluten free Detroit style oh, wow. pizza, okay. gluten free Detroit style. Oh, <laughs> what the <laughs> I, hell's the crust made of?
2: Uh, probably a, aph- aph- aphrodisiacs. I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. You can't. You, you, if you get that pizza, and by the way, guess how much, and, and it was not that big, $33. Yeah, I believe Ooh. it. $33 for four big squares. I believe it. I didn't have any of it. Johnny and my wife loved it. I
0: like the uh, the Detroit style at Pizza Rock. Yeah. What so is do Detroit? It? Just extra pizza sauce on top? It, no, no there it is, they but it's like, the, them
1: like a buttered pan. And mm, it, the sides are like crunchy. Yeah, it's and, a little different than a Sicilian. Uh, so it's conversa- like a good deep dish. I had this conversation with Las Vegas Chris like weeks a, month, a couple months ago. We we had a whole pizza debate. Um, but yeah, the the it's a different type of dough than you would for a regular Sicilian because it's a little more airy. Mm. And um, so I guess they you know maybe allow the little it's a little wetter so the yeast you know creates little air pockets inside. Uh, now I'm getting all pizza. You're like a pizza base. scientist. I, listen, I managed the pizzeria for 18 <laughs> years of my life. So, I know what I'm talking How about. How do you get that? Did did yeah. That's a, where you got that action. Yeah.
2: Well, on the East Coast, the water's already good, but here <laughs> yeah. you got to put minerals in it. That's what they do at um, um, in the Summerlin
1: joint. Um, gosh. Yeah, they, yeah. They actually places that. that advertise we Pat ship in the water. New York water. Yeah. Yeah, no, no they No, the crust.
2: Yeah. The, they they <laughs> ship in the crust, but then the crust no, isn't fresh. Don't.
1: Yeah, no, they don't. It's all nonsense. <laughs> all right. All so, nonsense. last week,
0: RJ, and he anticipated that this would be the case. He said, okay, we're going to do player props this week. Here's the rule, though. No unders. It's got to be overs. Forced overs because he knew exactly what Steve's response would be. All I do is play under. I am the the undertaker. It's like Paul
2: Bear. I know. (laughs)
0: Woo!
2: Jay? Ricky Steamboat! <laughs> I mean that's all I play. That's what all the McKenzie did the did, McKenzie didn't do the research. He stole the research. He found the research.
3: Um if I blindly play all the skill position players, I win two-thirds of my bets, right, McKenzie? Exactly right. In 2021, this is from Connor Allen from four for four. He tracked 234 bets, or they did at 4 for 4. 66.6%, two-thirds on the dot went under. So think about this. Scott. Well, if that's the case, if I mean Hell, overs in preseason NFL
0: went 14-3 and three so far, so you can't possibly play an under if you're blindly playing them. I don't recall the preseason data saying that 67% of the games go under. Yeah. This is the, we're, compare,
1: we're comparing apples to, to, to Detroit-style pizza now. I, I think the number <laughs> one thing when it comes to unders and player props in football is that Oh, injuries. Oh, my yeah. arm. Injuries. You'll cash the under the numbers, as soon as a guy gets the, hurt. N- the number's approximately
2: right <laughs> yeah. until Dangerfield throws out his elbow. And then all of a sudden, you know, the danger. If, if you had Dangerfield bogeys in the Caddyshap movie, <laughs> think about how pissed
0: off you are. You know, yeah. For, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, three. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's, that's the game we're going to play. We know. And, Fez, I understand. You're saying this is a bad bet. Don't bet overs. You know what this is like? This is like us having a pod on
2: how to play, how to fold king king when playing no limit. But you that's know what? but that's I'm educational. I'm not good
1: enough. But that's educational. It's educational, too.
2: but yeah. I am not good enough to fold. I I, I could tell you as a as a guy that's played some poker. I've had like there's been five times in my life where I've literally been playing live and I've looked the person in the eye and told him, I know you have aces, but I'm not good enough to fold my kings. I call when it gets all in. Mm-hmm. Of those five times, he had aces once. One time a dude had ace-five suited, you know? So I'm 100%— that is
1: usually me, by the way. I'm 100% sure that these five <laughs> yeah. dudes had aces,
2: and I was right once. But you still... Doesn't, I mean, yeah, so I, I'm not good enough to fold kings okay. because I'm not good enough to determine there's a 100% or even a 52% chance they have aces. And guess what? They have aces one-third of the time <laughs> at most <laughs> like this data because people get hurt and Adam Thielen's going to blow out his elbow despite the fact he's getting thrown to
0: every fourth pass. So we, we decided we're going to do... Because quarterbacks are too easy. We said one quarterback prop, mm-hmm. not interceptions... One positive quarterback prop and two playmakers. Could be running backs, wide receivers, tight ends. Don't care. Bold prediction. We're going to all land on the same quarterback. You think so?
2: No way. It's obvious. I, well, no I know Scott and I I'm don't. Not, yeah, I'm we we right, didn't. Both position,
0: a proposition we will match. We'll have a match. We'll have a match. Okay, <laughs> All right, we'll see. We'll we'll see. see. All right. uh, then let's get it started. Let's uh, Scott go ahead and, and take the lead. Let's hear your quarterback prop.
1: All right. I mean, I'm not going to bet it, but again, this is an over prop that we are forced to make. I'll go to a Tunga Valoa over 25 and a half touchdowns at minus 130. He had 16 touchdowns last year in 12 starts.
2: Did this? Has the Detroit Pizza? Does this have some wacky weed? On yeah, it? it gets
1: to your head a little bit. <laughs> all right, go so ahead. <laughs> he had 16 touchdowns in 12 starts last year. So if you you know extrapolate that out to maybe 16 starts, maybe he doesn't start all 17 games. 16 starts, that's 21 touchdowns. But we know the team is better this year. We know he has an elite wide receiver weapon in Tyreek Hill now this year. With Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell, I think he can up his uh, you know, his per game touchdowns. So that 21 average for 16 games will be 26 or 27. I'll go over 25 and a half touchdown passes for Tua. And also a cheapy way for Tua to get some touchdown passes with a player like Tyreek Hill is the quarterback's favorite, Little Shovel. They're at the goal line. Tyreek Hill goes in motion. They take the shotgun snap. Little pop pass to Tyreek Hill. It's basically a handoff, but it goes in as a touchdown. What's funny
0: is I was ready to push the button on you until you talked about that in pre-production, that shovel pass, because I could see that being
2: like the right part of their game. Five,
1: Tyreek Kill might have five of those touchdowns this year. Yeah. Why doesn't
0: everyone
2: run the Kansas City Chiefs shovel pass? It's not just the Chiefs. The shovel pass always works. Yeah. I, I've never seen it fail.
1: I love the inside never. shovel pass too. Right. Where it's the uh, it it they, it's like they the the running back is with you and the guy goes in motion, but you flip it to like the tight end, like the the Travis Kelsey play. Right. You know, or the underhand uh, the old, like the, that works every
2: time. By some reason, he drops it. It's just an incomplete. It's, an incomplete pass. Pass. it's, it's safer it's than a handoff, a unless so, you're like uh, they, uh, they uh, Russell Wilson, I guess, at the goal line. You the, take two
1: steps to the right, like you're rolling out, and then you just shovel pass. Every good
2: coach runs the shovel pass. Every bad coach runs the fade. All right, which and, and every really bad, which never the fade never works. Um, the the and the worst possible is the slow developing, amble line scrimmage. Jumbo backfield. <laughs> they don't, they, and if they're on the one, I would, I swear to God, I would bet over now, or under. Do now, they get back to the line of scrimmage? I would bet no.
1: Now, where Most was, of the time. Now, who's the head coach in Miami? Mike McDaniel. <sighs> I, I, McKenzie, what was Mike McDaniel's role last year?
3: Offensive coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers. Right. And who featured a lot of oh, those yeah. touchdowns that I'm talking I, about? I was thinking McDaniel from what I understood about who him. Who makes
1: we, a lot of those plays? Debo Samuel. Debo, yeah. But well, from so you what, have a big edge here because he like will the, use Tyreek Hill yeah, in that way. All, all this yeah,
2: personnel stuff and coaches and and, and 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 the like, I'm like, I need data. Without data, mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just like flying blind. I will say this though. RJ says Teddy Bridgewater could be starting by week seven. He played two on <laughs> Teddy under. two gloves. So we've got so we've got one guy, uh,
1: obviously. It's going to be very hard to make the case for well, passing yards under but touchdowns I, I'm, over. Well, let, let me go to my I, – I, I, this is a correlated play here, so I'm going to jump ahead of you guys and just go to my, one of my position bets because this is the same exact handicap. It's Tyreek Hill over eight and a half touchdowns. That's my other over. And what did he have last year? He had nine touchdowns last year.
0: How did okay. he only have ninety?
2: Because remember
1: exactly,
0: he, he couldn't get open down the field. Oh, uh, because they they started doing two high safeties. But, on uh, why didn't they just give him shovel passes like they do to Kelsey? Well, apparently, they did nine times. So well, maybe <laughs> yeah. So he had
1: nine touchdown pass nine nine touchdown catches last season. Fifteen in twenty twenty. See, my understanding was that Mike McDaniel is going to be like a run heavy coach, which is why
0: they feel like they're they're putting Tua in a good position. That's why they sure. traded for.
1: But I'm just thinking Tyreek Hill Hill could be the Debo Samuel role. It does make sense. And so that's why those two plays for me are correlated because I do think Tyreek Hill has double-digit touchdowns. And if he does... Tua or Teddy Bridgewater will go over a touchdown. I certainly mark.
2: like the correlations <laughs> yes. of like if Ty- given Tyree Kale goes over eight and yes. a half touchdowns, yes. Tua's chances of going over yeah. twenty touchdowns are so are, unfairly are good. I
1: gave two, so you guys you know give out yours and then we'll All see right, the Fez. Last. Who's your
0: quarterback?
2: This is as square as square can be. It's so obvious. So I'm going Kirk Cousins, super Kirk over forty two hundred, um, simple handicap. The Vikings. No match, by the way. They were no match. Shocking. The Vikings were old-school Zimmer, run the ball. Let's run the yeah. ball. And now under O'Connell, they're going to throw the ball. So throwing the ball results in more passing yards. I mean That tracks. And Cousins is not a quarterback that's prone to injury. And the Vikings are not a he team. He is prone. To, uh, is it good that he got his COVID out of yeah, the way he's, right he's, now? he's had it. We, he's had for the close contact, and he's actually had it himself. And... Um, yeah, I think uh, the Vikings are not a team that's going to go 13-4 and, and and have big leads every game. Every game the Vikings, what was the stat? Who, um, were the Vikings, did they score first or did they give up a score first? Every game's close in every Viking game. It's like never f- further than seven points apart, so both teams are always throwing the ball in Viking games. Cousins over 4,200, and because Scott put a bonus pick out there <laughs> and because I it seems like Alan Thielen gets hurt every year. Justin Jefferson, that dude rocks. And I know it's sky high, but I will play my – I'll do my stack, and I'll take my Justin Jefferson over 1,350 as the Vikings play a whole lot
0: of exciting games. By the way, Cousins only missed one game in the last seven years, and that was a week 17. What was the Cousins number? 4,200. Okay. All right, for my quarterback prop – Kevin O'Connell, I like it. I went – I went against uh or Don't, I, didn't, I didn't go with Kirk Cousins, can't fold the so I, kings. This was a big yeah. uh a big upset to Fez. I'm Queens going Derek Carr. Queens I fold. Kings no. Kings no. Queens I can fold. Derek Carr, the number? Derek Carr, forty four fifty. Okay. It's over forty four fifty. Forty four fifty. If
2: under the gun raises and then the old guy comes back and re raises and I'm third deck with Queens, I throw them in the muck, and so be it if they both have ace kings. That- so yes. I um you know. Carr is a really good quarterback, and the Raiders are in a really tough so, division.
0: Think about this. Derek Carr last year threw for over 4,800 yards. He was mm-hmm. fifth in the league in passing yards. Now think about all the shit that went wrong for the Raiders last year. The whole Gruden situation. Yeah. His, Rich
1: Passaccia. He, he, he plays half a season is, with yeah. an
0: interim uh, coach. Rests. He, yeah, his his number one wide receiver – is in prison after 7 games. Deshaun Jackson played 9 games and had 12 catches. Darren Waller missed 6 games, running backs all banged and, up. And he's still through for 4800 yards. Now, he's the
1: best wide receiver in football. Yeah, and they're you, like best friends. Yes. You
0: add in the best wide receiver in football, you give That's it Justin Jefferson. Though. You give him a contract extension. With a no-trade clause, mm-hmm. so everything that's happened the last three years of, oh, when are the Raiders going to trade car, that goes away. The Raiders bring in a coach who orchestrated some of the best offenses we've ever seen in the history of time in New England. It feels like he's kind of set up for success again. I don't. And then the fact that the Raiders are in the AFC West, you're there with Mahomes and Herbert and Russ, it is really so, easy it, to envision the Raiders playing from behind often. Wait, who's the backup quarterback for the Raiders now? Mariota's gone, so. uh, I don't know who the backup quarterback is now for the
3: Raiders. Peterman.
1: No, but now Peterman has moved on. Uh, so it's, it's, oh, it's,
3: Stidham. it's Stidham. Jared oh, yeah. Stidham, right. Old so, Auburn so, so, Tiger.
1: But, but, so remember, ben Stidham is knows the McDaniel the the, the offense. Yep. From remember,
0: Mariota was always stealing some snaps.
2: Jared,
1: Jared Stidham's okay. not stealing snaps. Yeah,
0: exactly. And so when they Stidham when they're not playing from behind they're going to be playing in shootouts. Now, so,
1: I love what you said there because I actually like the overs in like every Raiders game <laughs> cuz I think every Raiders game is going to be high scoring. Their offense is going to be capable of scoring the I teams they're playing against uh, some of the best quarterbacks in the league. Week 1 total 52 and a half. It's unbelievable the overs that we're going to see. No the way I play. want any part of that under. But I'm just right? saying, yeah, exactly. And so I actually love this Derek Carr over because I think we're getting I think we're getting points in every Raider game this year. So I agree with that. So you
0: could, would you actually agree that this is a maybe a, a rare example of a good over? No, because it's gonna
2: get us calf busted. All it
0: takes is one injury and the, the thing is bust. It, this is the
2: classic yeah. example of the bet. You see this all the time from from the square ball this bettors that don't win. Should
1: have won. This is a fantasy oh. play versus a Best sport fantasy play. league gotcha. fantasy football. League play. I love Derek Carr, fantasy football because
2: you only have to, you, you've got tw-
1: eight other guys in your league or 12 yes. other guys. Yes. So, boom. but I wouldn't bet the over because and you can have a backup been... that you can exactly. put in. I wouldn't yeah. bet the over on any yeah, potential, but yes, I do like Derek Carr to put up numbers. this year. I'll,
0: I'll go ahead and give my, I concur. my I think second this is one. Is, a fine is it a correlation
1: because Fez and I both had correlation. Mine
0: is not correlated, it's not, uh, I wasn't as cute as you guys. Uh, I went with Rashad Bateman over 70 and a half receptions. Bateman is now the de facto wide receiver one in Baltimore. Sammy Watkins, gone. Uh, Noxie Hollywood Brown, gone. number one. (laughs) You you know what? I I generally agree. I started reading today. Like, if you Google Rashad Bateman right now and look at the news, all it is is people raving about how great Rashad Bateman is. Didn't they rave about him as a rookie? yeah, Yeah, he didn't get very many snaps. Because Hollywood be- Brown got snaps. Mm-hmm. Because Sammy Watkins, these these guys that were making big money, were getting snaps. They're gone now. And I hear uh, Devin Duvernay, who's one of the receivers, saying Rashad Bateman's the leader of the wide receiver room. He's the wide receiver one. I hear Lamar Jackson saying he's the wide receiver one. Lamar Jackson needs to have a big year. Lamar Jackson's going out and playing with no parachute. He's going out and playing... For How is it?
2: Watson's getting paid two hundred mil, and he's like totally like got all the everything. I, I understand.
0: Like he's a horrible person. Yeah, and Lamar Jackson's I, I, and a, I'm a not seemingly sure good Watson, guy. I'm
2: not even sure Watson's like a better quarterback than Lamar Jackson anymore. You know, it's like it probably. You know, but yeah, you know they're in the same category.
0: You know, I mean, hmm. I I think the leverage that the Ravens have is that. If Lamar Jackson went to another team tomorrow, that team would have to change, change everything. everything yeah. And the Ravens are built for him. And the, the Ravens are putting him in the best position to succeed. But on that other note, if the Ravens went out and traded for you know, random pocket quarterback, if they traded for Mac Jones tomorrow, they'd be screwed because this team is not built for a guy like Mac Jones or or, or even a guy, a guy like Aaron Rodgers would be in bad shape with this roster. So like the like the only team that the Ravens can really swap players with is kind of like the Eagles. The Eagles, yeah. yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. I mean, Josh Allen would probably work anywhere. Yeah. I'll- uh but yeah, it's a it's a rare thing I think. But I do like Bateman. I think if I think you can't look at last year's stats, I think you have to look at this year's opportunities. And because it's a prove-it year for Jackson, I think he's going to be leaning on him as his number one guy. So over 70 and a half receptions for Rashad Bateman.
1: Very much makes sense.
0: Okay. All right. What's uh, What's your last one?
1: All right. DeAndre Swift over six and a half touchdowns. People are loving this kid. People there's, there's are a lot him. to love about this kid. Uh, had over a thousand scrimmage yards last year. Uh, he only really played in ten games. Now, right what you? team does he play on? The Detroit Lions. So
0: the Lions have to score seven touchdowns
2: this <laughs> the year Lions for this to Cash. To
1: Everyone's darling because of Hard Knocks. Um, <laughs> but <you know. laughs> that six
2: and a half's going to flip to a seven. Oh. Yeah, that exactly. season going to seven. Uh,
1: It's it's minus one thirty right now. No, no, it's minus one fifteen. So uh, minus one fifteen uh, for DeAndre Swift over six and a half. He had five touchdowns. Touchdowns last year but he only played in 13 games catches a lot of passes Catches a lot of passes um so maybe you know the receiving touchdowns certainly could Red take away good. from the running rushing touchdowns but i do think that this is going to be a huge season for deandre swift who might be the best running back that no one really talks about in the nfl this year as i mentioned in in really 10 or so games last year he had over a thousand scrimmage yards um so, if he's healthy for an entire season this year, which is always the thing when it comes to betting and over is the health-wise. And so far through two years in the NFL, we haven't seen him play a full season. But if yeah, he does, we could be seeing like an Austin Eckler-type season from DeAndre Swift. He's that good of a player.
0: So, when we when we talk about these, it's we, – we mentioned at the beginning, the injury risk is a big factor in things. Yep. I like what – what Fez said about Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins never gets hurt. That makes me, if I'm looking for an over, mm-hmm. that's something I like. I, I like that Kirk Cousins never gets hurt. When I gave out last week Matt Ryan over 3,900 yards, I love that Matt Ryan never gets hurt.
1: Yeah, like that. Those are the kind of— yeah, You want the Iron Man's, yep.
0: DeAndre Swift worries me.
1: Well, 13 games in both rookie year and last year. So 13 games, 8 rushing touchdowns his rookie year. 13 games, 5 rushing touchdowns last year. Uh, so if he plays 16 games this year, he's going over that number. Even if he plays 13, he's going over that number, I think. Uh, The Lions, a lot of hype around them this year. Uh, obviously with the hard knocks, as I mentioned, and I just think, you know, Dan Campbell is such a, like uh old school head coach, right? He's a, he's a smash mouth guy. I think he wants to line up and have his guys bully your guys and hand the football yeah. off.
2: If we can't get one yard on fourth and one, we yeah. don't deserve to win dude. But yeah, but Kansas city is like running the shovel pass and it always
3: works. Again. <laughs> it
0: seems to work. It seems to. Work. All right. Uh, McKenzie, I forgot about you having these as well. What's your, who's your quarterback over?
3: Justin Fields has the lowest Wait, on the board. No, the overs, we're saying. I know, I know. I'm very bearish <laughs> on the bears. I agree with the market downgrading their win total from 7 to below 6 now. But that's kind of why I like the over. I think, barring injury, he's going to play every game. And this number at 3,300 yards, he only has to get over 200 yards, less than 200 yards per game. I think they're going to be trailing a lot in every game. So I think he he plays, and I think he gets 200 yards a game. So I'll go over. Let me ask you about Soldier Field, because I'm sure you saw, I saw
2: the yeah. Kansas City game. What the hell has happened to the playing surface in Chicago? Is that temporary? Because that looked like a rugby field out is it there. Because of
1: soccer? Like what is? They had an
0: Elton John concert, I think.
2: Is that right? It was yeah, the night time? before.
1: Yeah, I think Soldier they had a big Field to be resodded before season opener. <laughs> yeah, they had, a, right. they, had a, they had a They had a big
0: concert the night before their preseason game and just shredded it. It says,
1: in between last Saturday's preseason game and the regular season home opener, Soldier Field is set to host a Chicago Fire game, plus concerts for the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Bad Bunny, and Ramstein.
2: I know who Bad Bunny is now
1: because he did the commercial (laughs) with Snoop Dogg. Uh, This article from NBC Sports goes on to say... um, uh, the Bermuda gla- Bermuda Grass is a change for Soldier Field, which had previously been Kentucky Bluegrass and Rye. Oh like my Yankee god. Stadium.
2: What is Bermuda doing in Chicago? That, doesn't, that I'll does be honest. not seem Listen, healthy. Kentucky bluegrass. Kentucky is bluegrass where to go. Grass That's will that, go. work. Kentucky
1: Stadium's Kentucky bluegrass. Turf That's is where, where I to go. Yeah.
2: Every football stadium should just have turf. Yeah, you saw what happened to yeah, I mean By the way, I like the northwestern Nebraska under because in Dublin, Ireland, because I'm expecting that, Terrible um, surface. I I think the football might get lost. The Pitch. Yeah, the pitch. <laughs> I'm expecting the
1: pitch will not have been like cut. that. It's, it's like the you Notre was, Dame USC game where they let the yeah. grass growers slow down Reggie Bush. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh McKinsey.
1: It's like six. It's like five inches thick.
0: Who's your who's your second uh player prop, McKinsey? Oh I, well, you know what? I've got a note on what your first one was. I th- I I, I Generally, I think Justin Fields is not good. I think their offensive line is terrible. But I like that, that there's really I like that there's no Andy Dalton. I like that there's no Nick Foles. Like Trevor Simeon and Nathan Peterman are the backups. They're not gonna go away from Justin Fields this year. Because if Justin Fields stinks, they're gonna stink anyway. There's not like some, like Andy Dalton and Nick Foles are the running quarterbacks get hurt all the they time. time. Bears they do, but there's camp block. But they've got the lowest he's got the lowest number on the board
3: by 150 yards. It's not very close. Trey Lance my man is at 3500. Justin Fields at 3350. All right. So let's get like your
0: uh, let's get your second one, McKenzie. This and then, and like, then I've this, got a special task for
3: you. Sure. I I bring it on. This one I would actually bet. You know, talking about how we wouldn't bet these overs. This one I like a lot. Green Bay Packers wide receiver Alan Lazard over 750 and a half receiving yards Kaching. I, I, I'll stop right now. I'm interested. Why, why don't you like this, better? Because it's an over. Because it's an over. It, it, does, it, doesn't, it
2: does not matter. The, um, he, they can talk about him being number one and the like. Let's, let's, let's actually see what transpires in Green Bay. Not to mention Green Bay. No team is more adept... In, in my opinion, when they have a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter of running the play clock down to the final two seconds and handing the ball off. Green Bay plays so slow with the lead that it costs everybody plays and, it, and certainly costs
3: you know the receivers pass yards. No doubt. That's why Aaron Rodgers over doesn't very appeal to me, even though he had 4,200 yards last year. But they do take the ball out. But let's just say he has 4,000 yards. How are you going to split that up with a bunch of young receivers he doesn't like, old man Randall Cobb, Robert Tunyon, and then the one guy he compared to Hall of Famer, Devontae Adams, the guy that he says he actually trusts, Alan Lazard. I think he gets one-fourth of the yards. That's well over 1,000. I like over 750. But we'll, we'll settle up at the end of the year. Hmm. Uh, okay, so the special task, McKenzie, is we
0: were talking about the Lions and the bump from Hard Knocks. Can you find out the teams that have been on Hard Knocks, where, like, their, their season total at open season win total at open season win to- total at close or like when the season started and if they went over or under that win total the 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 closing win total because i it feels like every year whoever's on hard knocks mm-hmm. people start to think oh yeah. this they Listen, they can do
1: something those hbo producers they're good at their job. It's a it, that show. They're they're there to make the team look good. I've never they're seen a show. Good at
2: what they do? if AB didn't get the, the memo, didn't circulate on him. But yeah, I guess that was kind of Listen, the material yeah. was kind of a challenge.
0: Huh? That show is like Scooby Doo. <laughs> you know what's going to happen at the end? Meddling. Kids. They're going to pull the. They're going to pull the mask off, and yeah. it's going to be some person, not a real ghost. So you know the ending, but. They find a way to make it interesting, and I know it's the same shit every year. Have, it is. Have you
1: been – were you around the, – they did the Texans. They did morning, the Texans, right? yeah. Were you around the team? Yeah, morning? so, yeah, so I, was, I was doing the Jets radio broadcast, producing the radio broadcast when the Jets were on Hard Knocks. And that was the perfect storm for the Jets because they were coming off the AFC championship appearance. They had just signed Jason Taylor, Ladanian Tomlinson, Santonio Holmes. You had Rex Ryan who was a character among characters, yeah. right? Remember the let's go get a bleepin' snack right the 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 image These guys there. are
2: eating cheeseburgers it here was, right it, it
1: was it was the perfect storm wasn't this
2: players eating cheeseburgers like during the halftime or during no, the practice the halfway through the practice
1: hot dog yeah the yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was it was honestly it was they made the jets look so good but the jets also went out and won 11 and 5 that year so, same old I, Jets AFC title game, and again. they lose. Yeah, um, <laughs> but they made the team. Like, I feel like everyone around the country was like, "The Jets are winning the Super Bowl because of hard knocks and because of Rex Ryan and how they made it." It doesn't
0: matter how bad the team is; they get on hard knocks. People think they're better. Mm-hmm. They, they
1: really do. Mm-hmm. And I, I coverage I, exposure, yeah. And and you, get, and you get to hear uh, Ray Donovan's voice.
0: And the, the uh, Lions are they're already getting they were already getting love before this. Like I thought the Lions were kind of overpriced before Hard Knock started, and they've gone up since it started. I, I have a buddy, pro better. He's the most simplistic season win
2: model you've ever seen. Be, these, I got I got to tell you. I mean, they, they they do a fine job, but I'm so sick of like the Rufus Peabodys of the world with the just build this analytics model and run your twenty thousand simulations, you know, from the top or uh, from the bottom up. And it's really not that complicated as long as you have a you know a good grasp of statistics and chi-square distributions and you've had like five years of calculus, you can do it yourself. And it's just like you know what? It's all I can. T- screw you guys. It's not that complicated. It just isn't. And then I hear these guys talk about how complex their models are. What'd you bet this week? Oh, I'm not betting baseball this week. It's like, well, I know lots of guys that are like eighth grade education that win betting sports, and they don't do any of that stuff. Now, I'm not saying that doesn't work, their bottom-up approach, but there's lots of different ways to skin the cat, and I do think, to be fair, Captain Jack talked about different ways that work for different people, but where I'm going is like, my friend, all he does is like, you got a good quarterback? Yes or no? You got a good coach, yes or no. Let's see, Lions, bad coach, bad quarterback. That means we bet them under for season wins, and we make money doing that. Hmm. And it's just shocking how year after year after year, you know, Joe Judge is your coach. Yeah. Daniel Jones is your quarterback.
1: You win three games. What's the— um- What's the term? Is it Occam's razor? Is it the the simplest yeah, answer? All things the, being equal. The simplest si- answer exactly. is the answer. And that's sometimes what it is. So all you these- have a bad coach and a bad quarterback? Guess what? We're betting the season. And all numbers. these these
2: bottom-up geeks, like, with all <laughs> I've rated the tight ends, position player and the offensive, it's bullshit. Your coach sucks <laughs> and your quarterback sucks. You need to weight that like half. Of, that should be half your model, and it's like 14% of it. It's all wrong. <sighs>
0: I agree, Sorry, but rules. then there's I know like you do very well. But, I know you do, but then there's teams. If you looked at the Chargers last year, you would have said, "Oh, good coach, good quarterback, let's go." Um, yeah, but I think that there's been a reevaluation of how good the coach is. Okay,
2: do you think it's a warranted reevaluation? I think the jury is fully out. Yeah, uh, I- how's the team? How's how's your defense respond when you're going for it fourth and two from your own thirty-eight? All right, that's that's too extreme. But fourth and two from midfield, and then they fail. And like, oh, we get we have to go out and defend the short field again (laughs) because our (laughs) coach is a dummy. You know that the all the defense and almost as frustrated
1: as they get when. The team goes three and out when they just had to defend the 14 play you know six minute drive and they got no break and have to go right back on the field oh, let's, and defend play, let's go again. no let's go yeah. out and do a no huddle
2: <laughs> yeah, for yeah, three plays
1: yeah, yeah. yeah thanks for the water break <laughs> right <laughs> but
0: you know like and then there's some coaches I think Zach Taylor has a pretty bad reputation as a head coach
2: what, what, and that's a great example where it becomes a, a self fulfilling or you know the it's survivor bias where oh Zach Taylor's a good coach because he won last year he would have been fired if he yeah, hadn't yeah so done if I line. said
0: going forward who whose career do you want as a head coach Staley or Taylor like Staley not even close it's not even close yeah. not even close but but, like, you know what
2: it, but a lot of people disagree
0: with me a uh, lot of people I'm, those I'm people
2: sure are Cluck, dumb dumbs I'm sure Cluck <laughs> Clucko the chicken is Zach yeah. Taylor in his top ten those people not, are dumb
0: dumbs. it's like Brandon Staley yeah Zach Taylor got to a or he got to or he got to a Super Bowl that's great but it doesn't change that but he's there not could a good be, coach. but there could be the point where you know um, Brandon Staley might be a
2: little bit too ahead of his time he might pull like what is the Amadeus or, or like one of these guys Picasso that just
0: doesn't get discovered until he's dead and McKenzie, is correct this happens all the time in the NBA am i wrong this guy I, was going for it a, <laughs> a coach who right years ahead of everyone yeah, else yeah. a coach Two who isn't conversion. a good coach at all everyone does <laughs> just <that>. gets a <laughs> bunch of good players and they go win an NBA title right Doc Rivers made a career out of it. I mean, that's coaching. There's, cert, there's certain coaches that matter a lot. I why think. don't you go for two all the time? If you get it half the time, your idiot kicker.
2: If if if, if you don't have Justin Tucker, your kicker do misses. Do you
0: do you generally agree analytically with with what's with Staley's approach? Yeah, of course. I mean, he's a, then why can he? If if the math says he's right, then why is he a dum dum? Because people are trapped
2: in the past. I'll, I'll use an example. I always talk about with baseball. People fight. I've I, I gotten into so many fights with people about baseball. So we all agree that shift is sharp and, like, mm-hmm. minimizes runs. And the in, and you move the infielders around correctly, double play depth, are one out, man on third, bring your infield in, first and third, at least at the corners. And yet, I swear, I, I test the outfielders always stay in the same place. Oh, I've got... Um, I've got Joe Judge up. This is where my outfielder stands. He stands right against Aaron the Judge, or, not, or Aaron not Judge, not the Thank former you.
0: coach of the Giants.
2: I, that really doesn't matter. They're going to just. We for, know the
0: point. We don't need to correct him.
2: No, you need to correct <laughs> me. I'm wrong. The, 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 the outfielder might <laughs> like, like, hit it. To dude the is up, and here's where I stand. And, and, and I'm like, if there's men on second and third, and there's two outs, the only conversation we can have is, do I bring the outfield in three steps or six steps? We cannot have a conversation, should I move the outfield Because it's obvious that you should, but it's not obvious to any. ML
1: team yet, but I'm convinced. But they use the analytics card that the spray charts that tell them where to play. On well, every, that's on but that's matter. where
2: to play without any yeah. conditional probability. Now, when there's men on base, everything changes, and, sure. and and the simulations change. It's so obvious a child can see this. And 50 years from now, they will all do this. But none of them do it now. You know why? Because no one taught the dum dums. Like it's like the coin toss. No one taught the dum dums. You're supposed to defer when you win the coin toss. They didn't I haven't taught them yet that when you're down 14 and you score, you go, go for, for two. two. Now the memo's out. The Emma mm-hmm. will go out on this baseball thing that when they're second and third and two outs, the the outfield's gotta come in. I'm giving you the most extreme example. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's interesting is the outfield the the cautionary stuff they picked up on like and I don't even know if it's right but like oh no doubles when you when yep. you're up one and, you know can't let a guy get to second it, make, make, it makes sense yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, you the know. first
1: base and third baseman are playing on the line yeah, you know, I, I, no mean, makes, yeah. It, I mean it makes
2: I mean yeah. that does, I mean that does make sense but it's interesting how this I mean I whenever I watch baseball the outfielder like like um, Joey Votto is up and this is where I'm supposed to but stand you know what? listen I think in
0: baseball uh, managing like the head, the head job in baseball is even less important than it is in football yeah like, Tony totally
2: LaRussa is a manager and he's
0: it's going to cost them five games. Yeah, yeah. and but he's like, the worst in the, the history crap. of the planet. I think that we are so results oriented w- when it comes to head coaches. And
2: Dusty Baker's a manager, and the Houston's oh, gonna he's have the a dope. And he the
0: best record in baseball. Yeah, he's a, a dope. Listen, other than you the Dodgers. Hear, we've heard RJ talk about it. Like <laughs> gun to head. Do you really think Bruce Arians is like a special coach? Like, is he, is he a? Is he like a really 20th, good coach? He's like twentieth best in the. But world. he won the Super Bowl two years ago. Like. Someone has to win. It's like Jamie Gold won the main event. He beat 9,000 people. You know, here's a guy. It's not a bad player. And I know for a fact I'm in the big minority on this. Why is Mike Vrabel considered like this great coach? Because he won without Derrick Henry. Mike Vrabel yeah, big deal. had one year as a defensive coordinator. Yeah. It was in Houston. And then he got a head coaching job. The Texans were 32nd in defense that year. I kind of like his game time
1: decisions. Like his game day yeah, I, I get game, it, game like, and I'm not decisions. saying I'm not saying he's a bad yeah, coach. I just it just feels like no, but he won Coach of the Year because they won game last Derek year without Derrick Henry, and it's on. Autom- you I mean, lose one of the most impactful players in the NFL, and you still go out there and you win the division, and you're competing for the the, the one seed. You're going to yeah.
2: Be you know, I the saw it, the the, D- year. the Derrick Henry 99 yard touchdown run. I'm sure you remember it. Yeah, of course. Um, and on that run. It's like freeze the frame, like like when he when he's run for like 15 yards, he is in a situation where they played this play zillions of times before in the NFL. No running back in the history of the planet has ever scored. Maybe Earl Campbell <laughs> got to midfield, but no other running back has ever scored. I mean, he's dead. There's like yeah. two guys, and he has no angle, and he just runs over one, and the other guy just watches him go, yep. and he just like that. That never happens.
1: That cannot yeah. happen.
0: So McKenzie'
1: breakaway
3: speed is just like my
0: assumption was wrong on this, huh?
3: No, 100% right. It's small, but it's definitely there. Before the Hard Knocks is aired, these teams on average since 2015, as far as their data goes back for these particular date points for win totals, they're expected to win 7.6 games. After Hard Knocks, after everything was bet, before September 15th, before the debut of the season, 7.7 games. They're upgraded. And then they actually won 7.6 games. Uh, so no. Vegas was right. Then Hard Knocks happened, and we were wrong. And then the actual result uh, was Vegas. I'm going to rain on your parade here, Mackenzie. My parade, yes. <laughs> I'm just. So so just, you just did the numbers. numbers I passed. So
2: Summarized. McKenzie said the team's season win number went up a tenth of a game on average, and should have it should have just stayed the same. And the result was, you know, the hype of of the hard knocks. But I would come over the top and say, I think I think that graphic you just gave applies to every team. In the NFL, because almost every team gets bet over. in the aggregate, the average
3: team yeah. gets bet up. At least in the past, certainly yeah. we go so back. To you've th- said before the average win total should be eight point four five, and it's actually eight point five five, right? Yes. So, hard knocks are not teams are overrated by about a tenth of a win. Exactly. So
2: hard knocks has nothing to
3: do with any of this. Okay.
2: Yeah. Bad I mean, job, and, AJ. Yep. Yeah, my bad.
0: <laughs> All right. Let's hear your, uh, your third player AJ. prop.
2: Um, third player prop. Let's go. You know what? Let's go, Mike Evans, Tampa Bay over. And I'm gonna keep this really simple. Mike Evans I was always he's always banged up. He's never hundred percent. So why am I playing him over? Because he still gets to a thousand yards each and every year. So I don't see we can miss a few games. He's still gonna get to a thousand. And if you look at the health of everybody else, um, we got we got a problem. So the pickup gauge, he's hurt already. Um, Godwin's injured. Um Tight end Gronk's making some good commercials. He's not playing. <laughs> I mean, there's just nobody. Addition by subtraction. So Brady's got to throw to somebody. I assume he's going to come back from his vacation and be throwing the ball around. So uh, Evans over a thousand yards.
0: Shop around. It's thousand and a half. Yeah, it's hard for me to disagree with that. I, I I'm kind of bearish on the Bucks offense in general this year, but it's mostly because they don't have as many people to to spread it around to. And Evans is the guy who I know is going to be there and I know is going to be solid all year. So with Godwin coming back from injury, no Antonio Brown, no Gronk, Julio Jones is 100. Yeah, I, brought, I, I didn't bring up Julio Jones because I do think Julio what, – what's his over, like 500? Something
2: like that, 500. like, 550, I think. Yeah, I mean, so I, I, I mean Scotty Miller, but with like a, but, but the Hall of Fame pedigree.
0: Yeah. <laughs> all right, mine is going to be Gabriel Davis – Over 875 yards. A lot of people think Josh Allen's the best quarterback in the league right now. Gabriel Davis is his number two wide receiver. And it's as simple as that. He showed against Kansas City. He's got the tools to be a high-end receiver. He's just never had the opportunity. Now there's no Cole Beasley. Scores too fast. (laughs) Scores Uh. too fast. There's no Cole Beasley. There's no Emmanuel Sanders. The targets are going to be there for him. And he's always going to be drawing the number two corner because Stephon Diggs will be on the field. So he had 550 yards last year on just 35 catches, and that was as the fourth wide receiver. Now he's the number two wide receiver. Mm -hmm. I think he probably doubles – gets double the amount of targets he had a year ago, uh, being the number two option. So over 875 is going to be my play on Gabriel Davis, Buffalo Bills' wide receiver. McKenzie, what's your last one?
3: I like – Christian McCaffrey, over 925 and a half rush yards. This is not one that I would bet, so take that back. This, Just like you, I'm forced to make three picks. I was going to The injury that. risk is considerable. He only played 10 games the last two years. What's higher than considerable? But prior to that, three years in the league, he played 16 games every year. I did the math on this. So obviously, if he plays 17 games, we're golden. He only needs 52 rush yards. If he misses two games, which I think is a fair estimate, Still, his career average of 62 yards per game would put him over this total. So that's why I like it. You know, I'd be willing to make a substantial bet that C-Mac does not play
2: 10 to 14 games. Oh. Meaning he's either going
1: to be... Fully healthy for the whole year or... Yes. Miss and, but I,
2: th- I think he's going to play less than 10... I think half the time. I think like half the time you're drawing mm-hmm. dead right off the bat, and and then and there's always a chance he has a recurring injury and yeah, he's it's just unfortunate.
1: Washed. You know, the guy's an incredible talent, but it's unfortunate when you're injury prone and you get hurt. I,
2: I love this pick, McKenzie. For if you're in a 12 man fantasy, I, what's the average? He's bet? the number, number one. 12, over is the 12 is the average. 12 is the average. He's yeah. the
1: number one pick in fantasy drafts now because, because he's, he was the number
0: one pick the year before. Yeah, he's always and the number one pick the year before mm-hmm. and. If but you dra- dynamic, if yeah. you drafted him the last two years, you had zero chance. But to if you early. have
2: a one eighth chance that he's going to actually re- be, be, become CMAC again, fantastic. Yeah, sure, you know? and so he, he, he's number one.
1: He's the number one pick. Yep. So where's it's him and Jonathan? Taylor. Yeah, Jonathan
3: Taylor. Him
2: are right? They're worried there. about Kamara <laughs> getting suspended? Yeah. yeah. And Dalvin Cook gets injured?
1: Yeah, and also the wide receivers well, have emerged now. So you have guys like Justin Jefferson going early first round and Cooper the Cup. Wide, Cooper but Cup.
2: The, so the, the, like it's the the top three aren't wide, aren't running backs anymore.
1: Well, the top three would be, you know, Jonathan Taylor, Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, and not Derrick Henry anymore, right? He's, he's no yeah. Henry's probably like four or five. Doesn't catch Austin as Eckler's much. Eckler right? is up there. Yeah, Austin Eckler. Oh, oh there, there it is. Yeah. Yep.
0: Thank you. Taylor, McCaffrey, Eckler, Cup, Henry, Jefferson. The I, consensus I, top six. I
1: have an admission. So I have eight in my in my uh, my draft. I have eight coming up, and I don't, I'm 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 hoping that I can get. You know, I, I want Najee. I'm very high on Najee this year, okay. so because I like the Steelers, and so, uh, he's going consensus seventh. It yeah, looks like. so if I can get Najee at eight, scroll down, Mackenzie. I have never played in a fantasy football. If like I can get my Na- entire life, can you play that? If I get Najee, I come back. No, I can't believe that. If I get Najee, I come it, back it's... with Diggs. Okay. So if I get a start of Najee Diggs, I'm happy. Okay. Last year I won my league, and I had Eckler in the first round, Diggs in the second round. That
2: shows you're doing too much. Wait, well, wait, wait. How much did you win?
1: Thirty-five
2: hundred. Oh, that's good. That's a high, so you're in a high end. Like 300 buy-in? 500.
1: 500, yeah. yeah. But so, we give out different prizes. We give prizes for regular season mm-hmm. and then prizes That's for playoffs. That's
2: very good. Who's, who's in your league?
1: It's my 12 friends from high school. Ooh. Or 11 friends from high school. Same league for the past 20-something years. That's so you, pretty cool. You've you yes. got
2: like eight capable guys, three cupcakes, and one brain
1: dead? It started out that way, <laughs> and now everyone is like serious fantasy players. It's the, like, waiver? Everyone's like, it's the waiver wire a nightmare, though? They're like, oh, God. it's 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 a budget. You're allowed $100 at the start of the season, and you have to bid on players in the waiver wire. Do you have a once a week?
2: Yeah. They, 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 yeah, they, yeah. Become,
1: they become clear on whatever Wednesdays, whatever it is, and you have Whoever bids it's, the highest it's a blind gets- auction bid. And mm. to get ah, I got yeah. you. So it's
2: not. Do not Do some leagues. I'm sorry for them. I'm complete ignoramus when mm-hmm. it comes to all this. Do some leagues. Whoever's in last place gets first crack at the waiver wire. Or?
1: There's a waiver priority. Like so, let's mm-hmm. say if me and you bid the same dollar amount. Okay. But I have the higher priority than mm-hmm. you. I get the player. Okay. But it's a budget system. Goes mm-hmm. by. Goes by. Uh, your whoever bids the most. Okay. So like, let's say you have. You know. Um, you, I draft Christian McCaffrey number one overall. Okay, and we expect what happens, and he goes so, down so, week one. He goes down week one of the season. I'm bidding my entire budget on Chuba Hubbard. Granted, Chuba Hubbard's already drafted. You know, if you if you draft Christian McCaffrey, you're drafting Chuba Hubbard. But, I call Chuba you know, Mike, but you understand, like you would not good. You would you, people. You know, you bid the maximum waiver dollars on a guy coming up that you know is going to start become a starter.
0: Okay, I want to get to our next NFL conversation, which is going to be long shots. And here's how I, I'll go ahead and throw out how this started, how it came to explain,
1: be. Yeah, explain what you mean. Long shots.
0: I, I think anything more than five to one is a long shot,
1: right? Does it feel that way?
4: Anything I, I longer mean, than what?
1: Five to one. Breaking news: Drew Locke tested positive for COVID and will not play in Thursday's preseason game against the Bears. Okay. Under. Adjustment under none. Under. <laughs> at the under, I mean,
0: under, right? I don't, I, I don't know that Drew Locke – I mean, Drew Locke and Geno Smith are the same character. Yeah, but,
1: yeah, like, but now they're going to play more of the third string. There yeah. you go. You got to go under.
0: Are they? Because Drew Locke's the projected starter anyway now. No, Geno is. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. They did change that. Okay. Yeah, maybe you're right. So total was at 41.5
2: when I left. What is it? Give me a second. Down to 40? Total is now for that game game 412 Saturday second game on the board 10 a.m. we start time
0: 40 and a half okay trickle in yeah what's the uh, what's the buy price to where do you stop i already bet it i tell you what
2: under. i think i don't think i think you go down to 39 and here's why uh, i think- it opened at 39 by the way
1: And got bet up. They they bumped all the numbers up. Yeah,
2: yeah, that doesn't matter. Um, I kind of count the openers. What what it was at noon. Um, my eyes say Geno Smith is an under quarterback, and Drew Locke chucks the ball all over the yard. Drew Locke is a chucker, so he's. I think even though they're about the same level of quarterback, I think if I want if I want an under, I I want Geno out there. Yes.
0: Okay, so to the long shots, we were talking about... You said R- anything over 5-1? to one? I think anything over 5-1 to one we'll okay. call a long shot. Yeah. Uh, but the reason why this conversation started was th- it feels like there's a- always a moment where something starts to happen and we look back and say, I don't know why I didn't see that coming. I don't know why I didn't think that was more of a realistic possibility. And one of the ones that RJ and I started kicking around today was Justin Herbert. And Justin Herbert, like RJ's mentioned this stat before, made a massive jump uh, for his PFF grades inside a clean pocket from year one to year two. Mm -hmm. So, and, and, you know, RJ explained it to me as a guy in a clean pocket, those numbers are a lot more real than guys under pressure because how a guy performs under pressure generally has a lot of luck involved. And how he does when it's a clean pocket is a better representation of what the guy really is, is the way he basically laid it out. I don't know him. if I agree with him. Okay. Um, would not – I mean, shouldn't
2: part of – it's kind of like a good running back. Every running back does well when no one's tackling him, but like the running back that can break the tackle, yeah. he's under duress is the really good running
3: back, right? Isn't the same in quarterback that be able to handle the pressure? And PFF has done this study. Warren Sharp has done this study. It's not that – being under pressure and doing well is not correlated at all to the next year it's just much less correlated than being in a clean pocket doing well that one year versus the next year
2: it's it is interesting cuz you would think consistently like that's i almost would think that a bad quarterback and a good quarterback would both perform about the same when they're not under pressure I th- I would think what really separates you know the the A quarterback from the C quarterback is when he's
0: under pressure I think you see a lot more randomness year yeah. to year on how quarterbacks perform under pressure so, But I looked at it. I looked at the clean pocket numbers, the PFF grades, hmm. and I took uh, – whose list did I take, McKenzie? Mike Sando. Of, of what organization? <laughs> this is the toughest one.
3: Of the Athletic.
0: There you go. I took Mike Sando's top ten list, and I looked at how they did in a clean pocket year one, year two, and year three because Justin Herbert obviously went from – he was 30th in the year in a clean in year one in a clean pocket. In year two, he was fifth in a clean pocket. So a massive jump. And I said, okay, well, let's see how these other guys did. There were, with only two exceptions, guys from year two to year three fall off in a clean pocket. And I think I know why. I have a theory as to why. I think after 2 years especially if you if you've established yourself as a good quarterback you start to feel think like things are opening up for you and you take more chances mm-hmm. you become you be, I don't want to say you become careless but you are willing to make throws that you probably wouldn't have made because you were worried about turning the ball over or whatever the only two exceptions on Mike Sando of the Athletics top 10 that got better from year 2 to 3 one of them was Josh Allen who who we've talked about is his jump from year two to year three is unlike really any we've seen in NFL history. The other one has an asterisk by it because it's Aaron Rodgers Hmm. and it, a, it was the slightest of uptick from year two to three, but year two to three for Aaron Rodgers was really year five to year six Mm -hmm. for Aaron Rodgers in the league. So it's not apples to apples. But just, Justin Herbert's jump is impressive. The only guys on the, in this top 10 list who, who made a bigger jump from year one to year two, one was Lamar Jackson, who in year, year one had l- limited playing time, didn't play the full season, but year two won the MVP of the league, so obviously a big jump. And the other one's Matt Stafford, whose year one was 55.6. He was 62nd ranked the 62nd ranked quarterback in a clean pocket his rookie year. So about as bad as you could be, year 1, and he didn't get worlds better in year 2. He moved up to 21, which is the only, the only guy who had a who was worse in year 2 on this list was Josh Allen. So but he he made a, a massive jump from year 1 to year 2 the thought was going into this that we were going to find okay if a guy jumped as high as burrow or as as high as justin herbert did from year 1 to year 2 year 3's got to be phenomenal mm. and i was going to be looking at justin herbert for an mvp vet for my long shot well it turns out most of these guys pull back a little bit after year 2 and in this research i also found joe burrow the the number 1 quarterback in a clean pocket last year so expect regression from him as well, obviously. So I change. So there's that's how the the segment got theorized. I ended up changing a little bit because the data just didn't back it up for me. So I went to a thirty to one on a defensive player of the year bet, and I again, this is a long shot. I like Von Miller in Buffalo, and. Art, when, when RJ and I were talking, he was like, okay. You, Too old. How,
1: how could you? What, what He's going to pay me 30 000? to 1 if I get it right. Yeah. All right. Okay, it's, I so. it's all right.
2: I yeah. it's 30 to 1. Okay? I'll pay you 50. I'll give you 50. Okay. 50 yeah. to you 1. You got 50.
3: The bills oh, wait, were the number wait, real one. quick. Our typical bet is $300. So are you laying 15 Thousand? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: it's, a good, it's, a, it's a good question. So I want to I want to clarify this. Like I've always been a big believer when talking about big money lines that if your normal swing is a six hundred dollar swing, so three hundred each direction, uh-huh. so that's a six hundred dollar swing. So we would since I'm giving you, um, I guess I'm going to give you sixty to one. So you're going to bet ten to win six hundred. Um, so
0: the, the swing will be still six hundred dollars. Stay the same. Sound good. That works for me. All right, all right. that works, and then I'm only risking ten it's on, pizza money on a long shot, yeah. and and, yeah. and so it's just like any other
2: bet. That the example, if you're used to betting a thousand a game, and yeah. you're betting and you're laying minus two hundred on a money line, I hear this question all the time. That in fact, this could be the most impactful. Thing we've talked about in the whole pod in terms of your betting. All right. People are like, how much should you bet on a minus 200? And some people say, bet a thousand to win 500. And some people say, bet to win the thousand unit, bet mm-hmm. risk 2,000 to win 1,000. No, wrong. Both are wrong. It's like you normally are risking 1,100 to win a dime. You got a $2,100 swing. So if you're laying, you know, a minus 200, then you should be betting about fourteen hundred to win seven hundred. Whether your team wins or loses, it's the same twenty one hundred dollars swing in the ninth inning when the game's on the line. And so, it doesn't that make kind of make intuitive sense that the difference between winning and losing should stay about the
0: same, yes. regardless of whether it's a two to one dog or a minus three hundred favorite, et cetera. That does make a lot of sense. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. I'll I'll take ten to win six hundred. Then. Okay.
2: Uh, I like the way that the math worked out. That you got sixty. I was going to give you fifty. And I was like, ah,
0: uh, yeah. I like that. It, yeah, I don't want to have to count. You calculate. were trying to short me.
2: No, I wasn't. I gave you a bonus.
0: I didn't short you. <laughs> I, well. had, I know, but you were. You know. but
2: I was like, it's sixty. If, if it's a six, if it was a five hundred
0: swing, I would have given you fifty to one. Do you it want? Be, you if want if to, it was to a do twenty? For swing, for, I would have given you forty. You want to do twenty dollars at fifty to one instead of ten at sixty to one? No, ten at sixty is good. Okay. Uh, so here's the deal. Von Miller's thirty three years old. And when's his birthday. Uh, Tell me he's got a birthday coming. I'm sure <laughs> he does. He's yeah. got to be older than that. But. <laughs> He is listen. This he's joining the best defense in the league per EPA Can't even last year. See, wears glasses. What's wrong with glasses? <laughs> uh, boy, you're offending a lot of people here, Fez. Uh, you wear glasses. What are you talking about? I'm not. I'm not a, a value at thirty to one to win Defensive <laughs> Player of the Year. But the Bills' defense outstanding last year, and they go out and upgrade it. Yep. And I think we saw the rejuvenation of Von Miller when he got on a team that had a chance to win. It looked like the the Rams were kind of taking a risk on bringing him in. Is Aaron Donald going to Buffalo too? No. (laughs) Was Aaron Donald on the best defense in the league last year? All right. I didn't think so. I didn't think so. But I I do think that this is a guy who is is not that far removed from from having 15 sack seasons. And being a bowl MVP. And, yeah, you, you put him on a defense that's as loaded in Buffalo as it was in, in LA. Are we gonna bet JJ Watt also? I'm not betting JJ Watt. <laughs> JJ Watt's gonna get hurt. JJ Watt's an under uh <laughs> every year. Listen, I have been around J when JJ's on the field, he's awesome. JJ ain't on the field. Von Miller, I believe, will be on the field though. Is TJ so, Watt the favorite? Uh TJ Watt is the favorite yes. to uh to to win defensive player of the year. The no, actually Miles Miles Garrett's the co-favorite. So okay. both plus seven hundred, Aaron Donald plus seven fifty. Micah Parsons 10 to 1, Nick Bosa 15 to 1, Joey Bosa 20 to 1. Good players. So they're all very good players. They are, but Von Miller could win. But none of them play on the best defense per EPA
1: from last season Mm -hmm. except Von Miller. So you've just given us two long shots.
0: What's the second one?
1: Okay. You said Von, You said uh, uh, Justin Herbert MVP. I thought no. I backed off of that okay. because of the, that's what I was saying. That's okay. how I
0: created okay. the segment. Gotcha. But the data says that Justin Herbert's probably going to pull back a little bit okay. this year.
1: All right. I got you. I got you. Um, my long shot is actually a favorite. Okay. But it still qualifies because because it's, okay. it, it's eight to one. Right? I'll take that eight to one. Yeah. But it is the favorite on the betting board.
0: That means it's a big market. That's that's yeah. fine.
1: And that's Kenny Pickett to win the off, uh, offensive rookie of the year. And what does he get? Eight to one.
2: Eight to one. He was forty to one last week. <laughs> I still, like it? It. I still yeah. like it. I still like still it. I still like it. Still like it. I mean, if, if you, you watch the eye
0: test, but yeah. you know what? He looked so good, and then the odds on Trubisky to start Week One went from minus six hundred to minus a thousand. So like, where's the because playing time?
1: Because that's probably the coach speak after Week One of the preseason. Let's see what happens in next week. Hmm. Let's see what happens in three, in two weeks. You know, just because Mike Tomlin comes out and says Mitchell's our starter, he's going to continue to be our starter. And we're gonna work in Kenny as he comes along. Your Rocky's you. better than your Mike Tomlin. I thought that was a good Mike Tomlin. I was gonna say, that it wasn't Rocky. It wasn't yeah, Rocky. It was, it a was a like an Mike Asian Tomlin Mike Tomlin. Tomlin. I thought that was all right. No, an I mean, Italian. I had ba- it was an Italian the, Mike Tomlin. I had the banging of the podium and everything, you know. So what um, about the, the what about short declarative statements? Talk yeah. to me yeah. about
2: the Steelers rookie wide receiver,
1: George Pickens. When healthy, this guy is one of the premier wide receivers. How ironic would be if he wins? Rookie of the year. He shot up the board as well yeah, because of how good he looked.
0: Well, uh, we know he's going to be on the field, too. Yes. I mean, a, a barring injury. Barring injury. He which, looks like a one. I mean, he just...
2: Yeah.
1: And I He mean, was phenomenal in college. when went healthy. I mean, this is yeah. one of the most dynamic wide receivers in college football for the past several years. Obviously, last year, notwithstanding, because he was out most of the year. But Kenny Pickett, keep in mind, quarterbacks win this award unless somebody goes out and does what Jamar Chase did last year. Yeah. Right? And even... With Jamar Chase doing everything we did last year, wasn't it every week we were like Mac Jones is going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year? And it's like, wait a minute, Jamar Chase is putting up historic numbers, but yet all anybody's talking about is Mac Jones to win Offensive yes. Rookie of the Year. Finally, there was like one
2: weekend that exactly that, that Mac Jones got like two down. Jones lost badly and, and Jamar Chase got two 225, and
1: it's done. It's yeah, like this guy's literally the Offensive Rookie of the Year. I'll say
0: this: I don't know that it's a quarterback award anymore four of the last 10 winners have been quarterbacks hmm. so it's not a slam dunk sure anymore. but
1: it's the mo- it's the most Now, two of like, the last
0: three it's like, justin herbert yes. won it kyler murray won it but before that, and it, Dak I mean, Prescott won a couple years ago. Yeah. And then yep. you, and before that, you got to go back to Robert Griffin.
1: Yeah. I mean, you go a ways back. Saquon Barkley won a couple years ago, right? Uh, the the Saquon rookie? Barkley,
0: yeah. Odell Beckham, Todd Gurley, Alvin Kamara, Saquon Barkley, and then last year, Jamar Chase. Yeah, those
1: players are pretty good, though, that you named. Sure. Those are, you know, <laughs> of the rookies that are in this draft. Brees Hall, uh, Romeo Dubs. So to you know, me, a lot of this. I don't think there's a Todd Gurley or. Who is Saquon this Pacheco Bartley guy? This? Yeah.
0: Who is Pacheco? Where's who? Did he play for? He he is gonna be. Uh, it looks like he is gonna be the. I don't know. I don't know if it's decided, but it looks like he's gonna be the number one running back in Kansas City. Which I don't know that. It, a. I don't think Clyde edwards Lair is any good, but. I would say it's probably, but an, any any an, Kansas City running back's going to be capable. Yeah, so you put. I mean, maybe he's a. He'd certainly be a long shot. Mm. You know,
1: he's yeah, it, a fourth stringer right now in their depth chart. Where, where did he go to school? Rutgers. Right. So I thought.
0: Yeah, but he's a seventh rounder. Yeah. I mean, you're you're playing a super long shot. But I, for me, with these types of awards, I'm looking for
1: opportunity. Who do I know is going to be on the field? Sure. And, and it, in my opinion, though, you don't. He's the first quarterback drafted in the first round this year. Yep. And there has been a seismic shift in philosophy in the last decade in the NFL where it's no longer about sitting a guy that you drafted and letting him groom and be- and then learn and then see from the sidelines, hold the clipboard, and then go into play. These guys are getting thrown to the wolves right away because you got to decide after two years what you're going to do with these guys.
2: And they've been throwing – during their college career, yes. So, so they presumably exactly. they're they, they up to speed. On think them.
1: about it though; you're, you're deciding. You know, the, the Giants didn't pick up the 50 year option on Daniel Jones. The Jets got rid of Sam Donald after yep. three seasons. Like the the window for these quarterbacks to prove that to prove it is so short now. You have to start them immediately. So I think when it comes down to it, maybe Trubisky starts Week One. But, but I the think, four, I mean, the 49ers went a different route. I mean, they, they yeah, year
0: two, Trey Lance is the starter. Yeah, but, I mean, year two is year two. They they they, they burned up a year of him. And Mitchell that, Trubisky's yeah, not they, Jimmy but, Garoppolo. but it was
2: so clear that, you've, I mean. And
0: Mitchell Trubisky's not Jimmy Garoppolo. quarterback was last year. And, well, and I don't know that Kenny Pickett's Trey Lance either.
1: I, I mean, I I think. First quarterback drafted off the board this year. Guy that played in Pittsburgh. Very tiny hands. Will be the number one. Grab my strong hand. Will be the number one selling jersey. Take the little one. <laughs> It'll be the number one selling jersey in Pittsburgh, I guarantee, because of the fan base that he already has built in so, from ha- being, having a successful college career there. I think the fan base will call for Kenny Pickett, and Kenny Pickett's going to be the starting quarterback. So
0: who scares you? If, if you're taking the favorite here,
1: Kenny Pickett, Who 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 else on the board gives you pause? I think Kenneth Walker is a possible play at twelve to one because Pete Carroll loves to run the football, and I don't. Geno Smith stinks, so team's not good enough. That's the thing. What about Traylon Burks? Need a team that's going to have a record. Nothing there. I'll tell you. I'll tell you who I think is is intriguing to me. But it's like you said, there's not a guarantee that they play. It's Desmond Ritter at twenty five to one, because if you're the Atlanta Falcons why are you – why sit Desmond Ritter? Like, is Marcus Mariota your future? Like, what are you trying to do in it? Yeah. What are you trying to do? If you're – I mean, I understand like Arthur Smith's trying to prove he deserves to be a head coach in this league, but, like, w- what's the goal of your organization? You're not going to get to the playoffs this year. You're not – you're predicted to be one of the worst teams in the league. Mariota actually looked good, though, I thought. Okay, but then so, – but, but at what point – But he's not your future. Uh, so at what And he's not going to get you to the playoffs. Year, yeah, at what point this year do you decide – you know what? We got to see what the kid can do.
2: I don't think Desmond Ritter's very good. Put up incredible numbers for Cincinnati. Well, well, let me go. we got the, almost didn't get the starting job, right? What at Cincinnati? Yeah.
0: No, I what, think it was in four competition. years ago, maybe.
2: All right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Seems Seemed to have turned that
0: around. Okay. Yeah. Two guys that I'm I'm kind of looking at. I, I think Chris Olave in New Orleans because mm-hmm. I know I, I know he's going to get opportunities. And the market I, loves the Saints. Money. Open seven and a half, eight and a half, still betting them yep. over. And Alave's plus twelve hundred. The other Saints, one Saints to win the division. I don't Almost think that's crazy. I don't I think th- th- I could see them winning the division. Uh, and then fifteen to one James Cook in Buffalo. Buffalo, you're gonna be playing on an elite offense that I don't think they're married at running back to Devin Singletary. So if, if James Cook gets the lion's share of the carries in Buffalo in a in a, a top flight offense. Yeah. It's easy to
1: see Can't him. Can just wait up.
0: till week three and then pick off some stale number? And
2: yeah. <laughs>
1: now, now the, the other play at forty five to one. Oh boy! Now we're getting now at. we're talking. Now, now we're now, talking. Now Fez, take out the button because we're forty five to one here. Right. I don't even uh, need to know who you are. Uh, <laughs> you, yeah, you can have sixty. There. there we go. Uh, so my five dollars to your, you know. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> um, Isaiah Spiller. If Isaiah Spiller. Could, he could legit be the number two running back now for the Chargers, ahead of you know Larry Roundtree and and uh, Joshua Kelly, right? And Eckler so, will get hurt week three. As long as Eckler gets hurt, Isaiah Spiller comes in for a team that's mm. predicted to go to the Super Bowl and have a dynamic offense. Forty five to one offensive rookie of the year, Isaiah Spiller.
0: All right, Fez, what's your long shot? Long shot seven to
2: one. Of course, he's the favorite. Josh Allen MVP. You know, I got to tell you. I think Josh Allen's going to win MVP. I don't like anybody else. I, I I thought about Herbert a little bit, but I mean, you win the MVP, you're usually going to be a team that wins twelve or more games. There aren't very many of them out there, and I don't like I don't like Brady. I don't like Rogers. I don't like all of the other big favorites. You don't like Mahomes.
0: I don't like Mahomes, and you don't like Justin Herbert. How
2: and dare I don't like you? Herbert. I mean, I'm looking at all these other guys, and I can make a big case for why you know Mahomes' mechanics are all fouled up. Um, you know, Rogers is gonna be too old, Brady's too old. Um, you know, Herbert's gonna like have too many failed fourth down conversions. Burrow's gonna be um already has an appendicitis and Super Bowl hangover, Super Bowl loser. Russ. Russell Wilson has never gotten an MVP vote. That's true. Everyone knows that. Um and Matthew Stafford is getting injections on his shoulder and Dak Prescott's on a team that sucks and it's gonna win eight games. So, by definition, it's Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen. I was going to
0: say, what about Lamar Jackson? 20 I, to 1. He could, but he doesn't throw the ball enough. So, he doesn't. Oh, did he, lot, did he throw a lot in 2019 he and I missed it? He doesn't. It, it,
2: it, well, what they call it like Otani um, when people get tired of something. But that, it, was too, that was too. It was a t- fatigue. Oh yeah, Otani fatigue. We got Lamar Jackson. It was three fatigue. years ago. He already won his he's not good enough to win two MVPs. You get someone oh. two MVPs, they gotta be Listen, really you good. You're not
1: gonna sell me on Josh Allen. I, I obviously think the Bills are winning the Super Bowl. So Josh Allen, all they it, all the it should be even money it.
2: should be even money. It'll
0: be even money yeah. by week five. Better now seven to one. And we'll we'll come back in October and talk about what a great bet. And by the way, DraftKings cockroaches five to one on Josh Allen. Everybody else said. <laughs> and they're like, nah, <laughs> we'll go five. I mean, they must have a lot of act because look at them. They're like, you can, if you want Mahomes, DraftKings will give you 11 to one. They'll give you 10 to one on Brady, which is way higher than the rest of the market. But Josh Allen, boy, if you want Josh Allen, you bet anywhere but DraftKings. Well, DraftKings don't don't say oh they must have a lot on
2: this, that, or the They'll other give you thing DraftKings Draft, Draft is like I'm 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 never going to get another contract with DraftKings. I mean they're like a drunken sailor with like like <laughs> literally <laughs> someone can bet thirty thousand dollars on something at DraftKings and the number doesn't move. It's just like they just like eh. well I don't that's know. a good thing, right? They just don't they just don't know they like I, I I'll, I'll I'll say this let me. This is probably the best way I can put it. Circus Sports is a really very well-respected sports book, you know, and they are aggressively hiring people. Like, they hired Nick Bogdanovich, very respected in the industry. Who else did they just hire? They just picked up um, Richie Baccelleri, Um Very he respected. He sounds like
0: uh, some, someone who works at
2: Satriali's or something. Yeah. <laughs> he was known yeah. as the pencil in the we book. Got Bobby start, Bacala, the start and uh,
1: Mr. Satriali. So
2: I'm dropping names, but the bottom line is um, I can – I'm pretty confident that Circa Sports is not aggressively interviewing any of the odds makers at DraftKings being a part of their future, nor
0: should they. Mackenzie. you have a long shot?
3: Yeah, I'll go back to the Bears. 11-1 to 1 to have the worst record in the league. I just think this team and this coach is, is not aligned. I feel like they brought in a defensive coach. They got rid of all their weapons. They're not building this team around Justin Fields. It's almost like they don't believe in Justin Fields. They're going to say, what can you do with no weapons? Let and them the fail. grass
1: is terrible. The grass is terrible. <laughs> the They're, re- moving to the suburbs.
3: They're trying to put a dome on Soldier Field so that the mayor is so that they don't move to the suburbs. There's just bad juju in Chicago. I like them under six, but I'm, I like them better. 11 to one to have the worst record in the league. You know, I, the, I don't disagree with great that. Bet. The, uh, uh, yeah. the
2: Naperville Bears has a nice ring to
3: it. <laughs> you know, Everybody
0: seems to think the Falcons are like the slam dunk to be the worst team. I don't see why the Bears are any better the than the Schomburg Bears, the Barrington Bears. <laughs>
2: um, you know, I, I like the Bears to have score the fewest points in the NFL, six to one.
1: And the reason I like that but is... But if that's the case, then why not bet him 11 to 1 to have the worst record? Because you're spending money on defense. They got a defensive coach.
3: So that makes sense.
2: And, I, and, and four of their last five games are at home. And the and the, state, the the state season's starting lousy. And the Farmers' Almanac says it's going to be a horrifically bad
0: winner in Chicago. Well, if the Farmers' Almanac says it. <laughs>
1: but I mean, Bob is, is, you know, <laughs> like says, like, like, who the, is their competition? I, that's, I don't think I've heard anybody handicap based on the Farmers' Almanac. I it's wish gonna, that I gonna gonna be, knew be, where the
0: only like, in dreams button
2: it's was. It's going to be a lot
1: easier for it. Atlanta. I mean, that's hey, the unreal. Falcons.
2: The Falcons are going to score more points at home in late December than the Bears, right? Well, yes, makes sense.
3: Okay. It does make a lot of sense.
0: All right, I. You know what else makes a lot of sense? Saving money and commercial tune out. Yeah. <laughs> it's not what you say. <laughs> yeah, it's not I, how you do commercials. We, get in the zone, auto zone. <laughs> and what I want to say. Listen, money. go to pregame.com. Oh, oh, go go to pregame.com. Use the promo code WISEGUY99. No spaces. WISEGUY99. Here's what you get $99 off Fezix NFL season access plus my college football season access combo. You're going to win this year, right? I am going to win. Are you going to win? You're the, I'm going to win. I'm 17 and seven. I'm we're already gonna, winning. Then we're going to win, babe.
2: Asterisk 8 and 1 in the draft, 9 and 6 in preseason. You see how I slid that 17 and 7 like I actually. <laughs>
0: It's pretty. One, it's pretty good. Yeah, you know, the seventy percent in the preseason.
1: No, nine. I got it. I got it. All I got right,
0: it. Sorry. I was pretty good in the draft too. I don't know if we can sweet, count that. Pretty though. sweet discount. But you'll get every NFL release from Fezic prop bets through the Super Bowl, and you're going to get every college football play from me through the regular season, the bowls, the playoffs, championship game, all of it. Special combo access normally goes for nine ninety five. It's eight ninety six with that promo code. Uh, it's good through Monday. August 22nd, there's an NF that's when the NFL season starts, one game on that Monday. Go to pregame.com, click on buy picks, scroll down to popular subscription discounts, you'll see the Fezic AJ combo package. Simply add it to your cart, add the coupon code WiseGuy99 to and there you go, ninety-nine dollars off. Fezzik, twenty-one point one NFL units last season. That's it? Plus twenty—that's a good year, man. That barely got me ranked in the top five. Yeah, well, listen. Uh, all right, we are going to switch over to some baseball, and we've got some college football stuff. Uh, let's let's do the college football stuff first, and let's start with best bets. Let's uh, let's let's talk to our guy Dave Essler, who had a best bet.
4: I love when I bet Hawaii plus a touchdown and an extra point over Vanderbilt on August twenty seventh. Vanderbilt's regular season win total two and a half plus one ten. Hawaii's regular season win totaled four and a half, just under, but it's not zero. I know it's the SEC in the Mountain West, but there's worse conferences in the Mountain West. You know, Hawaii, they're flushing out the Todd Graham era, and yes, they have 53 new players on the roster. But you might right, remember, new coach Timmy Chang, he played five seasons as the Rainbows quarterback. There is nobody more equipped to understand and convey the Hawaii culture to these kids. The guy's a legend. I know they don't bring back much, but they got enthusiasm. They had 6,000 fans at their spring game, which for them is more than any spring game in recent memory. So enough of Hawaii and what we already know. You know, if Vanderbilt's going to exceed their two-and-a-half-game season win total, they better win this game. They got games with Elon and Northern Illinois, then it's all the SEC where they won't win again. Two years ago, this Vanderbilt team was winless. Last season, they lost the opener at home to East Tennessee State. So we do have some history. Total for this game sitting at 55. I would think if Hawaii sucks that bad, it might be lower. Vanderbilt has to travel to Hawaii, which in and of itself is a big deal, I think especially for your first game. It's also a 10.30 p.m. EST start. So all these things factor in. Even if Vanderbilt is ahead by more than a score late, they'll put the BNC teams in, leave in room. I don't think it comes to that. Last season, the doors threw for 2,200 yards. That's not a lot. They were sacked 28 times. That's a lot. They threw more uh, more interceptions than touchdowns as a team. They ran for 1,400 yards. There were eight players that ran for more than 1,400 yards. So yeah, they do bring back a lot, but a lot of exactly what? I think this is an overreaction to Hawaii starting over. I bet the rainbow is plus seven. I'll sprinkle a little bit on the money line.
0: All right. I'll I'll be honest. I don't like to buck Uncle Dave. I think I disagree with him here. Hawaii, like, he's saying it's an overreaction to Hawaii starting over. Like, no one started over more than Hawaii. They were dead last in transferring assets and returning production. They brought back no one. They brought in no one. And Vanderbilt's like, what What did we say, McKenzie, mid-20s? Yeah, 24th in the nation. So w- when you talk about what do you have from a year before, I know Vanderbilt wasn't great but this is like a it's almost like a, a bad varsity team playing a freshman team uh, it, it's didn't ha- it's like Aloha what, stadium get condemned where is this game i i they have a, a stadium a, on a, campus yeah a new stadium down there hmm. this is like every year when they say would you would you take the lions or alabama and every, everyone's instinct is oh, i'll i'll take alabama no you won't don't do it take the lions like it, vanderbilt's the lions Hawaii's got, like, the best high school team in the country, uh, but they're, they are not a college football team. All right,
1: at, at Mountain West media days. Uh, Ch- Timmy Chang, new head coach, former yep. quarterback that lit up the stat sheets, uh, on them being picked uh, sixth in the Western Division of the Mountain West okay. Conference. Quote, yeah, you know. they're six teams. Uh, expected, right? When you lose as much production as we did to the transfer portal or graduation, you know. So we've got a lot of inexperience or guys that haven't proven themselves on the football field yet. But that's why you play, you know. I'm the same way, right? We just talked about us being, you know, first timers here. And so the only way we're going to get experience is through going through this process together. No different for these guys. And goes on to butter them up. But he's admitting we're going to learn on the fly here, boys. <laughs> right? Yeah, I don't want to bet.
0: I don't want anything to do with Hawaii early on. Now this line has moved to his pick and it's moved up
2: to seven. So I like directionally. I like where Dave's going. Like, hey, we might want to look to fade this move. It's gotten completely. It's getting in, pretty wild. It, it's getting wild. There's two things. I got. I got to be honest. I can't stand this. This. This, this, this pick. I, I used to manage syndicate betting syndicates. One, I can't stand this. This sentence. This is a horrendous sentence. It, it, I, I can't believe Essler wrote this. It's just everyone will disagree with it. I'm going to read it out. Even if Vanderbilt is ahead by more than a score late. They'll be putting in the B and C teams, leaving room, leaving room for what? What the? What is the? What is that? Does anyone other than I think that this is the, the, the this is ridiculous. RJ would lose his mind if he was here. Oh, I'm Vanderbilt. I'm supposed to win zero games in the SEC this year. I'm supposed to win two and a half games, but I'm up ten. I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna bring in not just the B. I'm gonna bring in the, the C, C team <laughs> <laughs> and evaluate talent. What no. Dave, what are you smoking? That is in- like horrendous. I will bet anything. That when if Vanderbilt is up thirteen and there's five minutes to play, the entire starting squad on offense and defense is going to be in the game. This is a total non-factor, and that's and that's your handicap. Secondly, from so are, you, are you pushing the button on him? I, yeah, yeah. You know, I can say I can scalp him. Also, the um, <laughs> it's the late game on Saturday. Every dum-dum that it doesn't bet sports has been waiting to bet. Yep, it's going to be Saturday night. It's the bailout game. We go back to asymmetric um, betting risk. What's the chance this line goes down to six versus going up to eight?
1: It's more likely to go up to eight.
2: It it, it just has to be. Even if it doesn't go up to eight in the sharp books, it's like you just sit back, take it easy, you know, get relaxed, and then 20 minutes, amble into your local station's casino or Golden Nugget or Boyd property, and you'll catch a seven and a half or an eight. You know you will because there will be overload, all those parlays. Mm -hmm. All those people will tease. All they gotta do is win. They'll tease yep. Vanderbilt. The money um, line
1: parlays picking against the worst team. The yep, sportsbooks
2: yep. directors, as, as incompetent as they're like, oh, 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 wait, Hawaii you six th- wins. last We're gonna year. lose ninety thousand dollars if Vanderbilt wins this game. We got, we got, we gotta get some money on the other direction, and they'll move it. So um, there's no reason to bet this yet. And that B and C stringers being in, if 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 Vandy's up eight to fourteen, I've Mackenzie, did you did you see this right up?
3: Am, am I on an island here? No, I thought the same thing. Coaches want to win. Coaches aren't like, oh, I'm up two scores. Let me get some reps for my younger guys. Not the first week of the season. Not a team as good as Vanderb- as bad as Vanderbilt. Exactly.
2: Yeah. I mean, I I don't think this would apply to anyone in the world. But at least if at least if we could have a conversation, if it was like Alabama Navy or minus Air 28. Yeah, I mean, if, <laughs> if, if if it was Navy minus 19 or something, I guess you know. But minus this the spread
0: seven. They could lose. All right, let's go to Sleepy Jay, who also
5: has a college football best bet. I'm betting Ohio State to win the Big Ten at minus 200. Let's start with the game of the year odds. Final game of the season, Michigan at Ohio State. Ohio State's favored in that game, minus 13.5, but the money line is minus 550. Please keep that in mind. Based on season wins, this is a two-horse race with Ohio State and Michigan in the Big Ten. Ohio State team total right now set at 11 with the over minus 130, Michigan nine and a half minus 110. How much is that one and a half games plus the change worth? I think a lot and the motivation for both teams could be key at the end of the season. If Michigan falters in any way and the playoff is out of the Wolverines grasp, Ohio State will lay it on thick in the final week. Ohio State They have revenge from last year. Do we really think Ohio State is getting beat again by Michigan in Ohio State? Michigan hasn't beaten Ohio State in back to back games in 21 years. I would also suggest the alternate line play with Ohio State in the game of the year odds if you can find it now or as soon as it comes out. I actually feel comfortable maybe laying minus 20 or 22 and a half in that game. Ohio State has the second best odds to win the title at 3 to 1. Michigan is 50 to 1. How is this being priced correctly? I don't believe that it is. Ohio State quarterback C.J. Stroud, consensus Heisman favorite at 2-1. Out of every conference in college football this season, Ohio State is the biggest favorite to win the conference. I think that's very telling. If this comes down to the last game and Michigan is out of the playoff chase, Ohio State might get a flat Michigan team and cruise to a Big Ten championship, laying it on thick. Michigan hasn't ran the table since 1997, that's 25 years ago. They might need to do that in order to beat Ohio State, who has a legit shot to do just that. OSU to run the table behind Heisman favorite, C.J. Stroud. This is mispriced. Ohio State minus 200 to win the Big Ten. I agree with this one.
0: Um, I... I gave this out uh, on on this pod uh, maybe a month or two ago. You laid ago. One, minus one fifty, yeah, something like that. See
2: this one, I'm, I, it's hard for me because I agree completely with everything Sleepy's saying. It's just got, it's just, it, it's gotten pricey, but it's going to win. Sure. <laughs> but it's going to win. I'm,
1: yeah, I look at this price and I'm like, it's it should be higher.
0: I don't think I don't right. think Ohio State's going to lose a game in Correct. the regular season. So, um, and here's the thing: let's say Ohio State does lose. The Michigan game. It
1: happened. Not after last year.
0: Yeah, yeah I think you're right. Like, is Michigan not going to drop Where, something along the way? The,
1: where's the game? It's at Ohio State. Not going to happen. So Ohio I, I think you're right. Be and, off, 17. and off of last year's loss. What,
2: what's the game of the year
1: line? Look ahead that?
3: line, 13 and a
2: half. 13 and a half. So they're, so they're going to win 80% of the time. But if
0: they lose... What's the money line conversion on that?
3: Minus 550 is the money line. Then this
0: is value.
2: So, it, so it's <laughs> 85%... Well, they got to beat Wisconsin in the Big Ten uh, title uh, game. Oh, they got to beat Graham playing.
1: Mertz. But they're already playing Wisconsin earlier in the regular season, which they're going to win at the Horseshoe anyway. Yeah. So. Listen, <laughs> <So> Wisconsin <laughs> so don't we, don't
0: we Wisconsin okay. stinks.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: But the um, if if Michigan does win and they tie in conference, Michigan would would get the bid from the East if they both because it'd be a head to head. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, the, so so basically, to do the math, we, that's what it would take. I think we're going to need Ohio State to beat Michigan, which has like an eighty-five percent chance. Call I, it ninety. Yeah. All right, and then they've got to beat Wisconsin or whoever else. Call that ninety.
0: And let's say that's eighty-one percent. If you, hey. you want to hedge out against Wisconsin, feel free. I think I'm going to let it ride. Yeah. But I think once you get to, once you get to this point, it, you're you're good with this minus two hundred. So I I agree with Sleepy on this one hundred percent. Yeah, I I think it's a solid pick. It's just. You know, it's terrible. I'm saying he's making this a little bit late, and
2: it's like, uh, it's August 15th. Music. I know. it's like it's still pretty early, and the, you know, it's only
1: going higher, right? Yeah, all right, let's look now, at oh, real quick Ohio State to <laughs> on DraftKings right now. Ohio State to make the college football playoff is minus 255. What they're minus 200 here, the bet to win the Big Ten. They don't make the College World Playoff without winning the Big Ten. Well, no, they could. They could. No, they could. It's not happening. It's Very unlikely. It's they would happening. they would have to
0: go undefeated and then lose to Wisconsin or uh, Iowa uh, or whoever. Yeah. Goal.
2: I'll turn it around. How yeah. they, how do they? I, I guess I'm saying how do they win the Big Ten and not make it? It's like because they could go nine and three and still win the Big Ten. Okay, yeah. But uh,
1: ten and two. That's the but least there is an, outcome. there is a way to win the Big Ten At without ten winning two. the College World Playoff. There's no way to get into the College World Playoff without uh, winning, winning the Big, the Big ten. ten. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of the books, South Point has a prop up. Hate this prop. You hate hate it? I hate it. So they did this. They took three groups, three pods of four teams. Pod A, Alabama, Texas, Notre Dame, Utah. That's the favorite, plus 150. Pod B, Ohio State, Clemson, a and M, Oregon, plus two hundred. Pod C, Georgia, USC, Oklahoma, Michigan, plus two fifty, and in the field, eighteen to one.
1: First step, let's eliminate the field.
0: I I don't even think it's a question because I,
1: there's if not another. If, there's, if you think about. Any possible team that could go win their conference and maybe go undefeated and, and get to the College World Playoff, there's no one in the Big Ten. That's not. I'm talking about the teams that are not listed in those first three groups. There's no one in the Big Ten. There's NC State maybe in the ACC. You want to say? And
2: even if they make it, they're still going to be 18 to one. Exactly, because they got to win two uh, games. Well, NC State are, or Miami.
1: Those, those, are, those the, the odds on those are, are ridiculous. Yeah. we're not. You, you can't bet. Right. Those so we numbers. can. We can discuss. Yeah. 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 NC State, but, Miami. NC State, Miami, and then the Big 12, you'd say Baylor, Oklahoma State.
0: Yeah, and maybe Florida.
1: Maybe Florida, in the SEC. Here, That's here's
0: it. why the Hall of Fame odds makers
2: put up a stupid prop, in my opinion. Um, here's what would have been a clever prop, all right? Uh, pod A, Alabama. Pod B, Ohio State and Clemson. Pod C, Georgia. Utah. Pod, no, yeah, okay. just Georgia. Pod D, everybody else. Huh. That I think would have been kind of a clever thing to discuss, and it would have been much more clean cut. And you can say because obviously Alabama's the most likely, Georgia's the second most likely, and Ohio State. I probably. think Ohio State's more likely than Georgia. All right, fair, fair. Yeah, that's a good What's point. The odds. You're, you're right. You're right. So I'm going to alter. You're, I, I actually agree with you. So I say we go Alabama, we go Ohio State. We get we we we, we put the Georgia Clemson tag as team together as okay. a pair, yep. and then we put everybody else. Now that would be kind of fun, right? To have like you so so you've got you've got four teams, or you could even go Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson, and then everybody else. I think if you did Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, that
1: is the big four versus the field. But but I think it's
0: the big
2: three against the field. That's a real give them Clemson. I I I think I. you could put SEC against the field. That I think all that's way. Better. See, this is too much noise. What? Why are you putting Notre Dame and A and M and Michigan? None of those
1: teams can win. It's just it just clutters. Mm-hmm. It's just clutter.
0: Well, speaking of who can win, Scott, you found a number.
1: Yeah. So Brett McMurphy, um longtime college football uh, writer, did a great job on this. Tweeted out the other day. If you're looking for a national champion. History says it's going to either be Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson, Notre Dame, a and or Utah. Because since 2004, every national champion, with the exception of two, has been ranked in the AP Top 7. The only exceptions were Auburn in 2010, the Cam Newton year, they started number 22, and Florida State in 2013 started number 11. But every other champion since 2004 has been ranked in the top seven of the AP poll. Those top seven again: uh, Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson, Notre Dame, Texas A&M, Utah. And okay. Can the the, teams,
0: the teams that are going to hate that are USC, USC, who's fifth in the yep. title odds, and then Oklahoma and Michigan, who are tied for eighth. In the title odds. But we Correct. can eliminate Notre Dame, Utah, and
2: A&M, but solved by inspection. So we're down to, like, like, like. What, seriously, what would the odds be? I, I want Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, and Georgia. What should they be versus the field? Should they be minus 800? More? Those, minus 1,400?
1: Those three teams versus four, the field? F- no, teams. he said four
2: teams. I'm going to throw Clemson. Clemson could win. Okay. Only four um, teams
0: can win. I'd make the case.
2: I think I'd minus eight
1: hundred's fair. I, uh, I would. I I'd lay it. I'd go, I'd go higher than that. I'd lay it without blinking. I think it's got to be my, minus fifteen hundred. At least minus a thousand to fifteen hundred. I think at minus least.
2: fifteen. See, wouldn't that be a clever prop? Those four teams. That's what would, like, good bookmaking is. Like if the four circ, teams like, 1200 circa take. A
1: yes no price. Like just look at the no yeah. price on you know like the. Yes, I'm gonna no, talk like, to
2: Matt Metcalf yeah. about those four th- teams. Is,
1: Against the field and and uh, literally, give me a team outside that, that, those top four that's winning the national championship.
2: Possibly Houston, the Texans.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, like my, look, my th- relegated. <laughs> look, I, I love Utah this year. I, think I Utah, do too. I think Utah wins the Pac-12. I think Utah gets into the college football playoff, and the only hurdle is Week One going to Florida. Right, pretty that's big it. hurdle. They're only that's two huge, but they can still lose that game, win the Pac-12, and get to the college football playoff. Doubtful. It could happen. 11 the fact and 1. The
2: problem is they'd be losing to an SEC team. Yes. So now we got two Correct. SECs in and we got
1: Ohio State in. Correct. We only got one lottery ticket yes, left. Yes. But would you take a one loss ACC champ, depending on what that Clemson loss is or what the NC State loss is? Or do you take the one loss? Utah team that lost on the road to Florida in the swamp in the first week in the first week. It Remember, depends. Better to lose early than lose late in college yeah. football. And losing in week one in Florida might be the best loss in the country compared to the other teams' losses. They,
2: they, it depends the resume that gets built, obviously. Well, sure, yeah. I mean, how good they run need, the table. They, they, well, have they to beat well, everybody. they, well, they yeah. need they, not just that. They need USC to run the table, and then they need to yeah, beat and, USC. And, and, yeah, so they, so they need. Them, they need yes.
0: a big, impressive yes. top five win.
1: But I love Utah. I, lo- I think Kyle Whittingham is the best coach in that conference. Cameron Rising, Dark Horse Heisman. Trophy candidate, but I, they're not I, winning the national title. Exactly. When it comes to Utah going up, look at what happened. Where's the champ? All, where's look, the Final Four? Where are the games? Um, twenty. What is this? Twenty twenty three. People say I'm shouting at the rain, but I. But but I,
2: I'm sure it's like the finals are like probably in Atlanta or somewhere. It's SoFi
1: Stadium. It's uh, LA. Oh really? Yeah. That's well, where that's, the championship. Is. That's so the that's, championship is. that's you know it's a big benefit. The uh, the playoffs are going to be the Fiesta Bowl and the Peach Bowl. Okay. Hmm. Well, so. that's
2: actually good. That would be the fact So that they, that would play in, they would
1: play in the Fiesta Bowl in Arizona and then the national championship on pa- most, Pac-12 territory. In, in,
2: in most years, I mean, if you're going to try to win a championship in Atlanta or something, forget mm-hmm. about it. Yes. You know? Like, you've already got everything
1: against you and you're already— And now think about, like, if they're the geographical team that's, like, the team that has to travel to the Fiesta Bowl to play against them. Anyway, but um, I think that—what was I saying? When it comes—look at what happened last year in the Rose Bowl against Ohio State backups. Yeah. Right? Like— we thought I was all over Utah that game. Everyone was all yeah. over Utah that game, and the Ohio State backups mm. were able to, you know, make it's too much. <laughs> but hey, it's... At least
2: they don't have it like in Indianapolis. I hate the city of Indianapolis. You know, the Kurt Vonnegut once said, "A oh, largest city in America without a navigable waterway." I believe, um, and they want to have like, oh, let's
0: have the college football. You know what, in Here, Indianapolis and in the I, of winter freezing. I no. get that. Here's my argument for Indianapolis as as a site for these things is as a media person, like, the the great thing is being in a place that's convenient.
5: Right.
2: Screw the fans. They don't matter.
0: As long as you're comfortable in your hotel and you can walk and get all your press
2: conferences. That's who I am, Fez. That's, that's, that's all that's I'm important. I'm not Joe Fan. Yeah. I can't worry about them. We don't want the fans being able to go to Newport. It's not my problem. We don't want them to go to Newport Beach or Miami you Beach don't think, I mean, the enjoy fans enjoy their vacation. We the want to stick them stay? in freezing Indianapolis. I guess they could drive to Dayton, Ohio, and get Marion's
0: Pizza, which is really good. But they can also stay in a hotel that's walking distance from the uh, never from stadium. never have to go outside. Yeah, yeah, stay so at a crappy tunnels. stay at a crappy Marriott or whatever it is. Don't stay, don't stay
2: at Monarch Beach down in Dana Point and the Rose. But they,
0: Bowl. Oh, but they listen, you're talking no? about fans right. now. Oh, yeah. Uh fans. Fez, not every fan has the kind of bankroll you've got for hotel stays. The crappy Marriott's nice for some of these fans. Don't you gotta use comps?
2: I'm stuff? sure there's like the special bed and br- I just saw an Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> they had this, like a bed and breakfast where they've like they have air mattresses that you can stay, like in San Francisco now, where there's like you, you just make friends and everyone sleeps on an air mattress. <laughs> All right. Ellen said it, it must be true.
1: The bottom line is Utah going up against any of those teams in a playoff game is a significant underdog. Agreed. And so name me another team that's going to beat either Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, or Clemson. Notre Dame, we've seen that. Before. Notre Dame's not That's the maffable. answer. Notre Dame's not the answer. Uh, Unless you tell me that Caleb Williams uh, you and know, USC become this world-beater team, which I don't see happening. No, uh, I'll tell you who like has yeah, the best.
0: I, it might be Michigan. They're the only ones who've got players that can play with those guys. But then we I saw. I don't
1: know what's going to happen with Michigan's that offense. That was their this chance year. last year. I, th- I think
0: yeah. you're right. It was you know, their chance.
1: Joe, Joe G- uh, Gaddis is gone now. The offensive yeah. coordinator. I don't know what they're going to get out of McNamara. I'm down on Michigan this year, to be honest with you. Miami, but and look Florida. at Michigan's schedule. Michigan. Miami, Miami. If they win the if listen, if Miami the could CCC, be good, Tyler Hurricanes. Williams. Everyone is all over this but kid to win the Heisman. I,
0: I, I still don't think they're beating Alabama. I, I'm I with agree. you guys. I, so here's the here's what I looked at with that. You can cross off the third the third prop, the Georgia group. Yeah, because there's not another team that I even want to consider. The, the first group, I, I have to keep taking seriously because it's got Alabama in it and I think Alabama's going to win. This is win. so stupid. Just, is winning no, that no way, this is all stupid. It's
2: because <laughs> it's it, it's like these other teams are irrelevant. It's Alabama, it's Alabama. against Ohio State <laughs> yes. against <It's>, Georgia. But <laughs> but, that's it, but, it just, but with Ohio, that's Ohio State, a way you to make the creeps like lay like an with extra Ohio 30% State, you get Clemson big too. instead of betting a yes-no on these teams. With Ohio State, you get Clemson, too. Well, that, and that is that is clever. Like like I said, to say and, and maybe Clemson should have been slotted in
0: with Georgia. And that's, it yeah, I would have been more interested in that Georgia-Clemson group then because I think if you'd put an Alabama by themselves, Ohio State by themselves, and then Georgia and Clemson together, I think it would have been relatively close. But as it's built, I, I, there's no value. You know, I know what I say. can't stand when people say stuff like, "Oh,
2: bet A and M. All they got to do is make the Final Four, and then you can earn. Yeah, you can you can earn a lot with the team catching 17 in the Final Four. Yeah.
0: Good luck with that. You could have earned a lot last year with Cincinnati. Let's, yeah, let's How be honest. That How'd that Alabama's work out? The national championship. I, it's Alabama or Ohio State to me. I mean, uh, Ohio State's offense is ridiculous, it, but it's, I, it's gonna happen.
1: The Alabama's winning the national championship. I, I tend to agree. They lost it last year. Nick Saban. I'll throw. I'll throw Nick Saban does not like losing back to no. back. Two bets they just made. They'll win this year. Head-to-head
2: matchup. I like both of these a lot. William Hill. Alabama. Who's going to win more games? Alabama or Tampa Bay? Alabama. I took Alabama Alabama plus money. Plus 105. Oh, wow. Alabama, because I like Alabama over 11. Yeah, of course. And I don't like Tampa Bay to go over 11. As regular
1: season only doesn't count the the SEC.
2: Second one, Georgia against the Rams. I got Georgia minus 120. Okay. Love that bet. Because, you know why? Because I like Georgia over 11. And I like the I love the Rams under 11. I, I like the Rams a little bit under 10 and a half. So okay. pure pure number play. Just, and and it makes sense that well, why did they misprice this so much? Because all the money rightfully is going on Georgia and Alabama. And I'm pissed off. I'm angry, Scott. I'm angry that I didn't get around to playing the over 10 and a half. Season win for both those teams like minus two hundred, and now it's gone through the roof, and it's it, and it's not coming back. And here's a way I can get out Alabama and Georgia such that Georgia's going undefeated. Well, yeah, when they win every game by yeah. forty, I don't feel like a fool. Like, why didn't I bet Georgia over ten app? Well, now I have bet Georgia because all I got to do is watch them go twelve and zero, 12 and watch the Rams 100. go under twelve wins. Yeah,
1: twelve and zero. The, the, they have their toughest game, They have the Oregon game, which is what that's going to be in uh, Atlanta. So it's pretty much a, yeah. uh, a home, home game, game for them, right? Yeah. And then. The Florida game is in Jacksonville, so it's neutral site, and that's it. They have one tough road game. They go to Kentucky at the end of the season, but I don't think Kentucky's going to have the success that they had last season. So, be the upset of the decade. Where's how are they losing? They're, not. Just they're not, not losing the game. Yeah, they're losing. They're, to they're losing the SEC, the SEC championship. championship. They're going to lose in the SEC championship yeah. game to Alabama. And then they're going no, to they win the SEC championship. And then they're going to lose Alabama, in the finals. And then they lose in the semifinals. No, they won't play in the. They, they, they
2: will not play in the semis. No, no way gonna, they'll play in the semifinals. They're not
1: going to play that against Alabama. I'm saying they'll yeah. lose to Ohio State in the oh, semifinals. Yeah, that, yeah. And then Alabama beats Ohio State in the national championship.
2: Why? Game. They really don't have to play the season because what Scott just said, of course, is obvious. But a boat. Put a yep. bow. It's Georgia, over.
1: Georgia beats Alabama in the SEC so, Championship game. Alabama wins the think national Look how stupid over, college Johnny.
2: football has become, where like there's three, there's three and a half teams that could win the championship. Well, it's all stupid. Josh Allen's going to win the MVP. Yeah. I mean, but, but <laughs> literally, there's four teams that can win the championship. The season is over. I don't care if you're high in USC, high in
0: Texas. Yeah, your season's over. Yep. I agree. Yeah. No, I, I do. All right. Let's, uh, we got one more thing to get into before we get out of here. I want to talk some baseball. The New York Yankees. Scott, you and I talked about this a little bit on SOV today. So the Yankees have not been good since the All Star break. Nope. Uh, This is a we're we're now getting into. I don't want to call it quite a collapse, but it's a lull. uh, It's a big lull. And it's gotten even worse, like, in their last 12, 13 games. Yeah, two, two and 10 In their
1: last 12 games, 8-16 and 16 since the All-Star break, they have been shut out four times in their last nine games. And not going to get shut out tonight. They put a run on the board. On an error. But, and they broke a streak of
0: 22 scoreless innings. But they are still down in the seventh inning here. Yes. So you're
3: saying there's a scoreless streak of 23 innings without an earned run.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So... And it's actually continuing, so it's actually going be 23, 24, it'll be 25 innings, I guess, without an earned run.
0: So since then, you're looking at the, the Yankees at the All-Star break, you could have got them at plus 400. Now they're plus 430.
1: It, wow, what a big jump. There's,
0: I mean, it's not moving.
1: It's not moving, no. It, it, explain. Because when healthy, this is still the best lineup in baseball. Okay. In the American League.
0: Here was my counterpunch to the Yankees on SOV. The Yankees this season, the reason why they were 14 to one at the beginning of the year, because their pitching staff was Garrett Cole and a bunch of question marks. And early in the year, all of the question marks g- came up heads. Oh, yeah. every, every
1: Cortez was a revelation, and yeah, and Jamison Tyone was insane. And yeah, yeah
0: Luis Severino even was he, mm-hmm. he was healthy and yep. he was good. So every maybe pitcher that the Yankees had mm-hmm. was a yes. Now
1: and those yeses are turning.
0: The up. yeses are turning back into pumpkins. Mm-hmm. I, I think that the Yankees. I, I think the Yankees should probably be around six to one, seven to one. I think the Yankees are. I don't know if there's massive separation between Dodgers, Astros, Mets, and then Yankees, but there certainly should be separation in my mind.
1: Yes, um, I would say. Right now, the Astros would be a pick for me above the Yankees. But if the Yankees get healthy and DJ LeMayHew and John Carlos Stanton are back in the lineup and Harrison Bader makes his Yankees debut and Luis Severino comes off the I.L. and returns to form and the Yankees have a four-man rotation in the playoffs of Garrett Cole, Nestor Cortez, Frankie Montas, and Severino, or even if they want to, you know, take Cortez out of that piece and put Tyone in and have Cortez come out of the bullpen or whatever they decide to do with those four pitchers or have Severino out of the bullpen and just have you know the four starters with Severino out of the bullpen. I think the Yankees, when 100% healthy, should be the pick to represent the American League. But right now, they're not 100% healthy. No. And I don't know if they're going to be. Yeah.
0: I mean, rarely are you. But if you're lining the up these
1: teams right now, today,
0: The Astros are the better. The Astros
1: are, are, are yeah. They're head and shoulders above The
0: Astros are better. All right. If I gave you right now a Dodgers-Yankees combo or Astros-Mets combo, win the World Series, which side are you taking? I'd go Astros-Mets.
1: Because you like the Mets, right? I like the Mets a lot. And I think the Yankees-Astros is a coin flip. When that series happens, it's going to be the team that has home field advantage that's going to be the favorite in the series. And if that team is the Astros, they're going to be favored over the Yankees. And you're down. I guess. I guess. Are you down on the Dodgers? Or I you think just... not getting Walker Bueller back is a big blow to them. Uh, they're still incredible. They're the best yeah. team in baseball. They're they're out of this world. But in the postseason, if Clayton Kershaw doesn't come back, you know the, the pitching staff is going to take a little bit of a hit. Uh, on, a
2: the, uh, new- on a neutral Mets Dodgers, who's favored? Dodgers.
1: Well, who's pitching? If it, is it is Scherzer and Degrom? Of course. Then the Mets will be favored in those two games.
2: But it wasn't the question on a neutral. Oh. Who is favored in the in a series, they say that,
1: in a series? yeah, On a neutral. That should determine. Dodgers minus
2: one twenty five. Too close to call, right? Isn't yeah. it crazy? So Dodgers that, minus one forty five because they get home field. Yeah. Too high. Minus one forty, a little public money. But yeah. but but basically throw a blanket over them. They're almost equal. They're almost equal playoff teams, even though the Dodgers will win more games in the regular season, right? Yeah.
0: yeah. Think about how good the Dodgers That's would be if they had Trevor series. Bauer.
1: In a seven-game
0: series—oh, yeah. Like They're like one of the best pitchers in, in the world in just a, rotting, in and they, they seven, can't use in them. In a
1: seven-game series, you have to face—now the Mets are getting banged up now. Uh, they just lost—Carlos Carrasco left the game yeah. yesterday early. Taiwan Walker left the game tonight early. So their pitching staff is starting to get hurt, which but, is dangerous. But, but, but as long as a, Atlanta if every, doesn't— If come. everything's healthy in four-game series, you have DeGrom and Scherzer pitching— uh, excuse me, a seven-game series, pitching four of those seven games, with Edwin Diaz pitching as well as he is out of the bullpen. Yeah, this Mets team can it can beat anybody, even the Dodgers. Yes.
0: Yeah, Clay Holmes uh, McKenzie sent me this. Clay Holmes pre All Star break had a one point three ERA. Yeah, was like three something post. It's been eight point two oh, yeah. post. Bad. Yep. But his career four point two. <laughs> he's turning into what he's supposed to be. All these Yankees pitchers are turning into what they're supposed to be, except for Garrett Cole, who's now less than what he should mm-hmm. be. I missed a bet. I'm so pissed. I
2: didn't make this team to have more wins end of the regular season. Mets were paired against the Yankees. This was on Sunday. It opened minus 130 at William Hill. I went to minus 200 so I let it go. Hmm. The Mets are winning more games than, than the Yankees. The Yankees, you're right. the
0: Yankees have the harder division and yep. they're, 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 I think they're you're they're right. I, I mean I, I I think the Mets are going to win by, beat the Yankees by six games. The the Yankees division there's one team under 500 right now, the Red Sox. Everybody else is above 500 like there's no Baltimore's and, playing lights out. Yeah, Toronto sucks. Toronto's going to be a 500 team. They the wheels could come off. There's no gimmies though for the Yankees. Like every every game in division is a grind because mm-hmm. the Red Sox even when the Red Sox stink they're going to grind the Yankees. Uh, yeah, Mets projected by this
2: 538. McKenzie? Yes. Yeah. So uh, Yankees uh, 99 wins, Mets 103, and I can't believe I didn't bet that. And I it was an example I should have bet late minus 200. So
1: the Yankees have the um, 18th most. Difficult uh, schedule remaining in baseball. So average schedule. And the Mets have the one, two, three, fourth easiest schedule Ooh, remaining yeah. in baseball. Uh-huh. The Mets' remaining schedule, six against the Nationals, three against the A's, seven against the Pirates, three against the Cubs, four against the Rockies, five against the Marlins. Now, if they have to face Alcantara in the Marlins games, you know, we'll see. But, yeah, the, Mar- but the
2: Marlins have have gone from an average yes. to a bad team. The Washington's the worst team in uh, baseball. Yeah, they have. The Mets yes. have
1: the fourth easiest schedule, a combined opponent's winning percentage of 474. Yeah.
0: Okay, we got anything else? You got any? Listen, here's what I'm going to offer you guys. Next week... We are, there's only two weeks left before our regular previews, our regular, uh, with the pod's going to move to Wednesday night and we're going to be doing our, you know, in
2: three weeks, we move to Wednesday
0: night. Well, two more episodes and then we'll move to Wednesday night. So we've got two more Tuesday night episodes that we're going to record next week. We're going to do the NFC. We're going to have, we're going to go through every division. We're going to have a a buy team, a sell team and two neutrals. The week after that, we're going to do the AFC. That's going to take up most of the shows in the next two weeks. Do we have anything else, NFL, we need to get out before we get into the regular season?
2: Yeah, and I'm just going to summarize. Okay. Um, overs are 14-3 and three in the preseason. Why is this happening? Because teams are converting at a rate on third downs that are unrealistic and fourth downs. So the yards per play, um, Adam enough, tweeted this out, they're up slightly, five yards per play instead of 4.7. So teams are throwing a little more. And teams aren't, didn't treat week one as a complete throwaway week. And I think that's kind of a metamorphosis of, oh, we only have three games in preseason. Mm-hmm. We're going to evaluate some of our – we want to evaluate our quarterbacks. We have fewer games. Bottom line is the totals this week average about 40 they are being dealt, the average total. The last two years, week two of preseason, the the point of um, 50-50, where half the games go over, half go under, we're at 34.5 and 37.5. And, and now we're at 40. So – I think you should look to play Unders. Selectively also, play some Unders. And
1: also, this week, all these teams are having joint practices, so the starters are getting look against live opponents yep. in these joint practices, which means they don't need to play the starters in these games because they've already evaluated, they've already yeah. evaluated them all week in these joint practices. And you got
2: situations I, like the 49ers' Trey Lance already played. Now yep. he's not going to play. So I think, I think if you blindly – There's, you know, 16 games, I I would guess that 9-7 and to the under this week. Okay. so selectively look to play unders, especially the totals that are above 40.
0: I believe week one of the preseason, which has always been like, that. I mean, you see what these totals get dealt at. They're like 33, and you're like, how can that be a football game? But I I think that that's going to have to change. I think teams, like you said, I think teams are going to start evaluating their first team offense earlier in the season because they've got one less week to do it. So we're going to start to see more offense early on in the preseason, and then that if you have an injury, a la Zach Wilson, you you've got some time to recover.
2: Well, and also that that was kind of serves as a reminder. Oh, better if you're the Jets, better not get more guys on offense injured. Yep. So you mm-hmm. got you got to expect. You know, some teams are going to be like, oh, just get out of here healthy. Um, and because of that. Like, like, uh, there's just such a difference between 34 and 41 in terms of totals, and we saw this already. Basically, every total that didn't have a Kansas City Chief you know, game on it that was above 41, we saw sharp money, bing, blink, and it, and it moves now. There's yeah. been a there's been a fundamental shift in terms of it. Used to be these numbers would just leak, they move slowly, and now all hell's breaking loose. And I'll, I'll give credit to like, if if you want to win, and and you're at and you've got tons of outs and you're available 24-7, get the Hitman. The Hitman's the the best choice. Because Why is the Hitman the best choice? Because the Hitman gives out Indianapolis plus 3.5, and and other guys give out Indianapolis plus 2. Which would you rather have? Well, I tell you what. When Indy loses by by 3, you would rather have the plus 3.5. Now, Now, that doesn't happen that often, so the numbers don't seem to matter that much. But I, I, I assure you that... You're going to get frustrated. The hitman's going to give out plays. You're going to have trouble getting down. If you're not, if you're in the bathroom and five minutes have gone by and now you're, the numbers gone, you're going to say, "I can't get his numbers." Well, the numbers are there. They're just there for only seconds. Guess why they're only there for seconds? Because the dude wins and he wins big. And that's why in the beat the hitman contest, there's going to be a thousand guys trying to beat him. Bold prediction: No one beats the hitman and no one gets the five hundred dollar bonus. You get nothing. You lose. Good <laughs> day, sir. You take your $500, and that's all you get because the hitman's
0: going to beat you all. You got any more NFL before uh, before we, we get into these previews next week? I'm good. Mackenzie, you good? Good. All right, Fizz, send us home. All
2: right. Hey, hey. Let's be careful out there.
0: See you next week.